it's Jeffrey's Comics! Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsoneBay.com. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. You listen to Fantastic Forum, All Games Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum coming to you live and direct from All Games Studio Los Angeles. Hope you're having a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should just stick with us. Because we're going to have you take it up a notch. To my left... Well, I should say you have the usual suspects in the building. To my left, he is a riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin. Jay. Hey, what's up? Um, we might need to turn your mic down just a little bit. Awesome. You should do that. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I like being loud. It doesn't happen normally. No, I mean, I, I feel you, but... And I don't even have to try. But but you got all types of ambient noise in the background now. Like, you come on your mic, especially since you turn your mic on and off. That's what like, if I leave it on? I mean, you can leave it on, but it'll sound like it's raining in the background. Isn't it? No. Even if it was, not inside. <laughs> <laughs> on the line... We have our backbone, our pillar, our strength. He's our nine vulnerable brawler and resident strongman, ladies and gentlemen, Moses Magnum. Hi. Moses. Moses is doing his snake man impression. He's doing his impression of the rain. His, his Millie his Vanilli impression. Blame it on the rain. I don't remember them. Look, uh, there, we, have, we have listeners right now, like, who is Millie Vanilli? They're like, what, what, what comic is that from? Millie Vanilli's in Deadpool. You should check them out. <laughs> it's good stuff. Dude, uh, I love the In Living Color sketch. With Deadpool? With the Millie Vanilli. Oh. It's like, you look at all the new dancers out there, and then you don't do them. <laughs> Instead, you do this. <laughs> I like, and then they're like, they didn't know which one was Millie and which one was Vanilli. <laughs> no, I'm 
Amelie, no Amelie. It's too funny. That is a classic sketch. You're right. You know, you know it's good if you remember it like 25 years later. Right. And their Sprite commercial was awesome. I don't remember the Sprite commercial. Where they're singing opera and then the tape starts skipping. Oh, it was the Sprite commercial that, that Millie Vanilli actually did. Yeah. I, I, I vaguely remember that. I kind of, I do remember them making. Were like, they in like a church or something? Were they at church? You saying no. in the in the car in the in the commercial? In the commercial. I don't know. No. Well, then I don't know what that is. <laughs> Look, it's technically before your time, Mo. It's okay. That's no, like, I remember them. Like not not knowing the commercial uh, allows you to at least have a pretense that you're still young. Yeah, but who wants that? Exactly. I I've do. gotten better with age. <laughs> there it is. Classic. I wish I didn't know who they were. Like, I would love to be that young. <laughs> <laughs> being not, being young enough not to know who Millie Vanilli is is called being 29. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that young. It's not, that's the messed up part. It's not that young, Joe. Turns out you're just that old. <laughs> Welcome to Fantastic Four. We got a great show for you today. We do, I promise. Uh, we got it's gonna be jam packed because we're running late, and that's my fault. But you know, things happen. You know, family. Just blame it on the rain. Blame it on the rain. Um, yeah, we're gonna talk to you a little bit about our impressions of the leaked Supergirl pilot. Uh, we are going to spotlight uh, through the woods, uh, seconds, and a force. And then we're going to go ahead and make sure that we give you all of the news that's fit to talk over the interwebs. Uh, and, of course, whatever else is that you guys want to talk about. And we'll do that. Um, or, and we'll tell you how it is you can get down with Fantastic Forum in just a moment. But before we do all that, we want to make sure that we thank Mr. Scott Rubin, All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and, of course, you guys, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. Uh, also, do a quick, quick shout-out to Mr. Scott Rubin. He had a birthday since the last time we were on air. So happy, happy belated birthday, Scott Rubin. Good times. Good times indeed. Um, also, we want to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. Jeffrey's is LA's in the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met at Jeffrey's Comics. All you have to do is give them a call at... 310-538-3198. They will go ahead and send comic books directly to your door anywhere in the continental U.S. All you have to do is make sure that you do a $10 minimum purchase, and they will ship it right to your door, whatever your heart desires, for the low, low, flat fee of $5. So give them a call at 310-538-3198. In fact, they have graphic novels. They have trade paperbacks. If you want to do that instead, you can. Uh, all you have to do is make sure that you, do, uh, you, you order three and uh, mention Fantastic Forum. They're going to toss in a fourth one for free. So give them a call at 310-538-3198. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, also, I did say I would tell you how to get down with Fantastic Forum. There are a few different ways to do it. Uh, first and foremost is the All Games chat room, which is chat.allgames.com or allgames.com slash chat, where we'll take your comments directly out of chat and bring them into the show, which I would do right now, but I, I wasn't able to get into chat. So someone from chat's going to have to call in and be like, I said such and such and such and such. 
and then that's how I'll bring them in. Which you might be saying to yourself right now, if this is your first time listening to the show, wait, I can call in? Of course you can, can call in through the power of Skype. What? Yeah. Through the power of Skype, you can call in. And uh, it's Fantastic Forum on Skype. All you have to do is put Fantastic Forum into your contacts, hit the green button. Uh, well, I guess, yeah, put it to your contacts, hit the green button, and right now you'll be the fourth member of Fantastic Forum. Um, yeah, that's the long and the short of it, right? Gentlemen, did I miss anything? Yeah, Hello? but I'm sorry. What did I miss? You didn't introduce the TV. The TV is not a person, Joe. It'll never be a person, no matter how much you like it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't introduce it. The computer does more work than the TV. Why don't we introduce the computer? Why is the computer the fourth or fifth member of Fantastic Forum? Like, literally no one would hear us without the laptop. Because no one's advocating for it? Oh, and that's what makes it okay, huh? You know what? You're every, so, sometimes you're such a Republican, You're such a Republican. I'm advocating for the TV. If you want to advocate for the laptop, you should. Well, TV. TV's privileged. TV has an Xbox. It has a PlayStation. Whatever. Have we tried getting chat on the Xbox? TV has cable. I've I never, feel like we did. I never tried to get chat on the Xbox. That'd be awesome. That way we could put that on the TV. Yeah, that would be awesome. Then you could read it, Joe. I know. Yeah. I'd like to track who is commenting. You should try it. And email them. Yeah. Questions. I mean, you could definitely get on the PlayStation. No, I tried the PlayStation. Okay. It doesn't work. The web browser won't let you go to allgames.com slash chat? It'll go there, but the chat won't come up. Oh. So it'll just be the screen and the ads. And it'll have a bunch of buttons you can't push. So if you want to be Fantastic Forum's chat jockey for the day, you're more than welcome to call in and do the comments or talk about the comments that you see in chat at Fantastic Forum on Skype. We would love you for that. Anyway. So, yeah. How you guys doing? I know we, we took off. Uh, <laughs> Joe, Joe gave me a symbol. I'm not sure what it was for. I'm, wait, Joe. Joe, what was that headside for? Like, just just tell me what, what it is you wanted me to do just then. No, not you. I was trying to remember. Oh. I was, like, snapping, trying to jog my memory. Oh, I, and thought, I thought you were giving me, like. Sometimes I throw a twist in it. Yeah. Just like, to help me. Like, usually that means wrap it up. Right, but no. But Obviously, I, it can't mean that. Because well, I, that's why I was confused. I was like, Joe, want me to end the show right now? He's like, wrap it up. He's like, we haven't even done our first break yet. We we haven't done anything. I yet. feel wrong when we end without breaking. Indeed, indeed. I I was just like, wait, what's happening now? Oh, jeez. Caller, you are the fourth member of Fantastic Forum. Go ahead, tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and uh, what you want to talk about. Yo, this oh, is Kristen from the OKC. How you guys doing? Good, Zeno. How are you, bud? Alrighty, I got the power to foresee that people are not human because they have failed to watch Kong Fury like they should as good human beings. <laughs> you know, I saw that you put that link out there, and I I was like, you know what, I think I'm going to watch that, but I did not. So apparently, I'm not a good human being. Which, Who are you, and where is the mayor? Wait, like, which is which wait is, what? He he put out a link for that that movie Kung Fury. Remember Kung Fury? Like they did a Kickstarter for it, right? 
correct? No, I don't remember it. You don't remember that? And it had that guy? Like, I don't even know who the guy is. I don't remember. But it was this random guy. Or who's the guy, Zeno? The guy's name is David Sandberg. He's from Sweden. See? That's how random he is. He's from Sweden. So both of you have identified yourself as not being human because you have not seen Kung Fury. Well, yet. look, Joe Joe never never identifies as human. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. I'm not saying we don't know this already. Yeah, yeah, no, Joe. He's just offering more evidence. Yeah, right. And Mo Mo probably didn't see the link, but if he had, he would I, I saw the link. Oh, well, he wouldn't have watched it, though. Well, well yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, like, like seven different people posted up, and when, when seven different people tell me to do something, I specifically don't. <laughs> but and then I'll be let down. Half the time, that, I'm like, that's not that great. That, that's that barbershop mentality sneaking in there, dude. Yeah. <laughs> barbershop mentality. That's funny. Nobody tells the barbers what's going on. They tell you how the world works. Don't you know that? <laughs> right. Yeah. What will happen is I'll watch Kung Fury two weeks from now and then post the link. I'm like, you motherfuckers need to watch this shit right now. <laughs> was it like, e- I'm going to put it on the TV in the barbershop. <laughs> <laughs> was it everything that you were hoping for, uh, Zeno? Actually, I think the it's the best example of how yeah. you can do a spoof movie and get it right without overstepping because it's only 30 minutes so it never has a chance to outlive its welcome ah gotcha but on top of that there was it it had a, a stretch goal to actually do a feature length movie but it never reached it so we're not sure if he cut stuff out or if it might have who knows how it would have turned out if it was longer than what it was but the movie as is now is a perfect uh homage movie that's like, awesome uh, me and my, I was discussing it with a roomie of mine. I'm not sure. I think the only movie we can put it up against because it's doing the same type of thing is UHF. And I think it's wow. on people standing with it. Wait, it's it's a kung fu movie parody? It's a, it's basically an 80s parody more than a kung fu movie. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But UHF is spoofing, you know, uh, TV stations and stuff like that, the, like crap they put on the fill air and stuff like that. And from that angle, this movie is in the same weight class. And I'd say they're almost even standing. Wow. Yeah. Joe, I don't remember that movie. Like UHF? UHF I mean, I remember the movie. I don't remember anything about it except for Weird Al and the Alien. Oh, dude. Maybe we should watch it again. Yeah. It'll bring back good memories for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's watch Kung Pao first. No, no. Kung no, don't Fury. watch Kung Pao. Kung Pao is an example of how you overstep. Dude, Kung I Pao love Kung Pao. Kung Fury. Kung, Kung Pao goes way too far. So it starts to suck because of that. Like, it had good ideas, but it went way beyond what it was supposed to. <laughs> so I probably won't like Kung Fury, because I thought Kung Pao was great. Like, I thought it was the epitome of old Kung Fu movie parodies. That, At least not in, like, porn ones. Kung Fu movie parodies. But as parodies go, Kung, Kung Pao went way too far is for it? me personally. But this one goes just far enough. It's right at the line, so... Isn't isn't the epitome of like kung fu movie parodies like what's the joint? Damn it, I can't kung remember. Fu hustle? Yeah, kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, Kung Fu Hustle. Kung Fu Hustle is a straight kung fu movie. No, it but just it's, happens to be a comedy too. No, but it's a but it's a little bit of both, isn't it? No, no. Those kung are fu the... Hustle is a straight kung fu movie. That's that's a well executed kung fu movie. I agree with you. It's a well executed yeah. kung fu movie, but that's why I think it's like it's like. It, like it, neo kung fu, yeah. 
But it, 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 it totally... It's just like the old comedy kung fu movies. So it is a straight kung fu movie just like what we've seen. It's not a spoof of kung fu. But it, it's totally like... Does like the friggin' like wink and nudge for a lot of the tropes and stuff. Right. Well, I mean, there's tons but you of could do that without that being like a parody. Yeah, that, there's tons of kung fu movies that are like that already from back in the 60s and 70s. And seriously, where's the internet app on this thing? It's it's Internet Explorer. <laughs> internet app. That's funny. That's, isn't it like just go to... I usually just say go to Internet Explorer and it does it. Or do it. Xbox, go to Internet Explorer. There you go. You're welcome. Yep. You're welcome. Caller. See, that's what I like about PlayStation. They have buttons. You don't have to talk to your machine. Look, it's not... Look, let me tell you. You have never used Internet Explorer, so it didn't have it on your dashboard. That's your fault. Not the Xbox's fault. If you signed in with me, it would have been there. But it's not, or it wasn't. So stop, let's, keep, let's keep it rolling, because I want to eat up too much of your time. Stop for being a such and such. Uh, where did you call in for, Zeno? Well, primarily that. Oh, Kung Fu. Kung Fury. Talk about the the Supergirl. I have seen it, so I can. Good, awesome. That's fantastic. That's that's a what I call a great segue. Hold on, though. Let me derail it. Caller, <laughs> you are the fifth member of Fantastic Forum. Call, tell us who you are, where you're calling from, and what you want to talk about. Hey, what's up? It's Tiger Claw, and I have the power of not being able to see Kung Fury yet. So I guess I'm not human either. Oh, we knew that, Tiger Claw. We yeah, we've that. known that for yeah. a while. Yeah, anybody who eats tamales for a living is not human. We, you could have watched Kung Fury, and we, your humanity still would be in question, friend. It's okay, though. I, mean, I know, it's only 30 minutes, but... Humanity mm. is overrated. Just, just ask the insects. They know. They know. Okay, Tiger Claw, did you see the uh, Supergirl pilot? Uh nope. I I did heard that it got that it got leaked. Really? Okay. Is that how you guys were able to watch it? That <laughs> well actually we just have it's really on allgames.com. We're really we're just really, really good friends with uh with the the Dean Kane. With Jimmy Olsen? With the, Black the, Jimmy Olsen. The showrunner. With the show Black, I was like, which one of these I don't know the names of any of these people that do this this damn show. Just, Dean just Kane. Say, just say you got it from the showrunner. That's all you need to say. Is Dean yeah, Kane? Kane? Mr. Danvers. Yeah. Shut up. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. He, he got fat, huh? <laughs> I didn't even realize that was him. It's not even about being fat. It's just being short Superman. I don't like that. I don't I like give him that. a break. I needed to eat. Interesting. I would have took that role if they gave it to me. No, no, I'm not knocking him for taking the role. I just, you know, I don't understand how people are so accepting. Like, I don't understand how that that show stayed on for what, like four seasons? I don't have a problem yeah. with Dean Cain's portrayal. His portrayal? I was, I was, but dude, I was, how old when that show was on? I wouldn't really given it that much of depth. As um, long as the root of the character was there, I, would, I didn't really See, care. this is where you and I differ, friend. I feel like the root of the character wasn't there. I, I, was, I was watching friggin' Lois and Clark. I'm like, that's not Superman. It's like I'm I'm friggin' referencing comic books and and friggin' uh, George. Dude, I was too busy George, with Terry Hatcher, man. My hormones were raging. The George George yeah, Reeves. Was all about Terry Hatcher. The Terry Hatcher. Who cares about Terry Hatcher? I care about Terry Hatcher. Man, my dick, my dick blisters cared about him. Wait. She had a lot of panty shots on that show. 
I don't know what we're talking about anymore. Wait, Harry what? Hatcher and jerk it off. What is it that you want me to do here, Jay? Uh, enter the nickname and push start. Why? Why am I doing that? Because I don't know how. To enter the nickname and push start? No, you just where's the there's the there's the thing. Oh my god, this thing sucks. What are you? T- it's a cursor. What What do you want it to do? Fucking Xbox. I swear Internet to God. Internet Explorer is hard. I don't I don't understand what the problem is. Like, what is it that was the issue, Joe? There was no cursor before. You didn't bring it up. You probably were pushing the control stick down. Oh my god. If down didn't work, you should try up. <laughs> fucking hate Xbox One. Oh I don't understand. Like you know, like the analog sticks work the same on both systems, right? Like it's not like there's a patented Xbox One system for analog sticks. I mean, Nintendo kind of invented that. I mean, anyway. Couldn't you just download the Smart Glass app and type it from there? I mean, I mean that could have happened. I, I don't, don't know what that is. I don't have a Microsoft Smart Glass. I don't, I don't think Joe does either. So. No, it's, a, it, the, it's an app that you can do. download on your phone. But you have yeah. to have a Microsoft phone, don't you? No. Why wouldn't you have a Microsoft phone? You can have whatever phone. Oh. You kidding me? Nobody wants yeah, it's a Microsoft just a smart glass phone. app. It allows you to type in whatever onto your Xbox yeah. One. Yeah, I'm good. Xbox 360. No. I'll just yeah. get a PS4. Fuck this shit. Okay. You know what your PS4 is probably not going to be able to do? Run chat. It's going to be sad. <laughs> You're going to be like, damn, where, where's all this technology go? <laughs> How are you having difficulty getting in chat? What's the problem? No, no, he, he wasn't having difficulty getting into chat. He was having difficulty learning how to use the analog joystick. But he figured it out because he's a smart guy. Yeah, but no one's posting anything or else it's fr- frozen. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Claw, will you type something in chat so we can see if this is working? Yeah, I just, just did right something now. Something just popped up. Okay. <laughs> Tiger Claw says... What are your thoughts on Disney canceling the production of Tron 3? Thank God is my thought on Disney canceling Tron 3. You didn't like the last Tron movie? I did. Let's end it. Like, let's stop where we're ahead. That is a viable option. Oh, wait. They did the cartoon. Never mind. Too late. The cartoon was fantastic. Yeah, the the animated series was actually pretty sick. Did you watch it? No. Well, why why are you knocking the cartoon? I if you watched the cartoon, you'd probably be like, "Damn, I wish they would do three. I was upset where they cut the cartoon. I agree with you. I was like, "Damn, like, there's my proof it wasn't good. They cut it already. <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything. It Look, does. They cut things because of ratings, not because of quality. Right. Firefly was not a season. That doesn't make it bad. I- it, yeah, it's probably the reason why they stopped the production for the third film. Right, we we all know. Because, you know, Tron Tron itself is a is, is a niche, and Disney <laughs> why, watch why movies Tron that make niche? them like billions of dollars or something. It's not even that, man. They kept going with the same premise they had in the first one, and technology has advanced so far that people have a better ac- uh, a reach of it. It's not all artistically interpreted anymore. People have some kind of at least the ma- it, overall, the masses have some sense of what memory is and what a program yeah. is and st- things of that nature. Why so doesn't keeping Disney... it abstract actually hurt the movie, I feel. Why don't they just make a reboot movie? 
Re- Come on, man. Really? Because you're like, Canada's you're like, smart enough not to let Hollywood touch their property unless Canada has let's, control over it. <laughs> let's not do a Neutron. Let's do Reboot. That's the argument. Well, we're going to stop. Supergirl pilot. Wow. <laughs> so the Supergirl pilot did leak. Um, uh, Fantastic Forum was able to get our hands on it because of our close relationship with the showrunner. Um because we don't believe in piracy. Yay for and anti piracy. And this copy of the pilot, um was it was it with the finish effects, it's not like a work print or anything like that? No, it's, no. The it, pilot, the it, one they got loose is a full working copy. And the one we got is the full working copy too. There it is. Oh, okay. So um let's talk about it. I Mo, I know uh you saw it before any of us what were your thoughts on it and you know i mean i would say keep it relatively spoiler free because yes who you know it'll be a few a few weeks i'm not gonna keep it spoiler free i mean relative i mean there's nothing really to spoil that's true like you're right like nothing really happened other than you know jimmy olsen being a big buff black guy and being like on a first name basis with clark and personable the the ladies yeah, the ladies love new Jimmy. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of blacks in this show. Why 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 does it sound bad when you say it? Like why I does mean, it sound like you hate black people? They made Henshaw black too. No one knows who that is. He doesn't matter if they know who he is. What's important is he's not black. He's white. Right. And metallic, kind of now. <laughs> and the last time I saw him, he was on the Manhunter Homeworld. Right. Actually, nowadays, I don't see any problem with them swapping uh, racial identity of a character as long as it doesn't conflict with what's uh, established in the story. For instance... So if they make a white shaft, they're like, cool? No, what I mean is, like, if two characters are biological siblings, they should both be the same origin. You know that if they like they want to flip one black and white, but they're both supposed to be birthed from the same mother and father, then yeah, I got issues with that because that's just sloppy. But can you imagine White Shaft? Yeah, no, I think that's called uh, that was called Rampart Division. <laughs> it happened. It was real. Wait, was that what that movie was about? Man, jeez, tell you. I just remember the Reddit jokes. I don't actually remember the movie. It'd be like. Dude, you're violating my civil rights. Shut your mouth. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, no, Zeno has no problem with the with the race swap. How'd you feel about it, Mo? Um, at first, that was my knee jerk reaction. Mm-hmm. Was like, man, he's black. But it, you know, <laughs> I thought this in the trailer. And then once I watched that actual episode, it was more about the character. Like, yeah. this isn't Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Like, right. this guy is no, nobody's going to get him in trouble. I feel like he's he a could, pit fighter. Yeah, he could fight. He'll bite somebody's ear off. <laughs> <laughs> so they so, should have got old boy from Criminal Minds to do it. Ooh, that, the, the friggin' skinny one that becomes a killer. Who actually voices. Jimmy Olsen. Shut up. They have voices Jimmy Olsen? An all-star Superman. Really? Yeah. That makes so much sense. I like that guy. He's a little tall to be Jimmy Olsen, but, but I could forgive so him. So is the black dude. Oh, no, no. The, the, the black... 
I don't understand. I'm I'm st- I'm like so why is Steele and Jimmy Olsen the same person? I don't understand. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. I'm I'm guaranteeing you that he's going to get a superpower before the show's done. Now, <laughs> the messed up part is that would be in line with Jimmy Olsen's character from the comics. Like that happens, right? Jimmy Olsen gets powers. Yeah, in 52. Does he? I mean, he gets he gets powers he, in pre-Flashpoint Jimmy Olsen had powers at some point or maybe that was Maybe that was uh, uh, pre. I don't even know what the other thing is called. I know Earth, Infinite uh, Infinite Crisis or Crisis Earth on Infinite Earth. Earth Two Jimmy Olsen has powers. You talking about current Earth Two Jimmy Olsen? No, old Fifty Two Earth Two okay. Jimmy Olsen. Because I think current Earth Two, like New Fifty Two Earth Two Jimmy Olsen has powers as well. I think, but everybody in Earth is probably what the same origin. I think he has mental powers. Say that again. Oh, never Joe? mind. No, I was going to say it's probably the same origin, but it's not. Nah, no, nah, I don't think so. Yeah, but everybody... They made him like a goon in, in the old 52 Earth 2. A goon? Kind of. I mean, he's a little smarter than a goon, but... An arch goon? Right. <laughs> but, yeah. So, so yeah. But I hear what you're saying, Mo. You're like, this is definitely not, like you said, not Superman's pal Jimmy. Where, you know, I, I feel like this guy... Like, I don't think he thinks he and Superman Not are Superman's the... pal Jimmy, but maybe Superman's bro. Oh, see, that's rich. that's just racist, Tiger Claw. Just because he's black, he has to be a bro. It's messed up. No, well, he's like, uh, like, 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 like his bro, like, uh, you know, you know, like beer me, bro. Tell, yeah, what, what, whatever, you know, whatever. <laughs> like bro hams. Like... He's like whatever, whatever makes me not racist. <laughs> whatever, whichever version of bro makes me not small minded. I agree, Tiger Claw. You're right. <laughs> he might, he might, he might be that version of his bro, but I don't know. I just feel like they're not like I don't feel like this Jimmy Olsen's in awe of Superman, and I don't know if that's like it feels like that has to be kind of par for the course. Like no, not in the later days. Why? Well, like, I don't. If they if they would have got like Childish Gambino to be Black Jimmy Olsen, it would have been fine. I don't know if it'd been fine, but it'd been better. <laughs> I agree with you on that. A black Jimmy Olsen is not that big a deal. It's the character that he is, like his characterization, that was the problem. I don't like the look or the characterization personally. Yeah. But after a while, in the comics, at least in the old Fifty Two, Jimmy can kind of handle himself, and he's not like. I mean, he doesn't become child victim so much anymore, right? But but he's not he's not like in awe of Superman. He's just I don't know more real. I don't know. Maybe. I don't, like, by no means am I the foremost authority Like, I used to pick on... up random Superman, too. Yeah. Like, I'm no, by no means the foremost authority on Superman comic books. But all the ones I remember reading, I remember Jimmy kind of being like, oh, man, it's Superman. Even though he, could, like, like, he could call him and that was his homie. But still. And the one with the racist dude, like, Jimmy Olsen is taking care of himself. Mm. And the racist dude is racist against Jimmy? No, against, he's like you gingers. No, he's racist against blacks, and so he oh, puts. So that Jimmy's okay. He puts Jimmy Olsen and uh, the black editor at the Daily Planet. Like Robbie. he puts them both in peril, and he goes to Superman like, "Yeah, you're an alien, but you're still gonna pick white over black, <laughs> like for who you save." <laughs> That's messed up. And Robbie, then, uh, Robbie Robinson's like son of a. She's right. But of course, <laughs> Superman goes after him because at that point, Jimmy could kind of take care of himself. 
at least long enough for him to oh, like get Robbie because black people need white people to help them. Even Robbie's older and he's not no, no, more he's no way out adventurous. No, I get it. I get it. It's like, well, who are we without the white man, whether he be earthborn or alien? I get it. Son of a bitch. Damn it. Who wrote that? Write, I don't know. Write them an angry email. It was awesome. I liked it, though. Why are you such a racist? Star, uh, what's her name? Stars was in it. Stars and Stripes? Stars? Yeah. Oh, okay. Her name's not just Stars, is it? I'm pretty sure it is. Okay. What well, I've been wrong before. What else? Uh, what other impressions did you have of the pilot, Moses? Uh, it was okay. Like they got to do better stuff mm-hmm. to keep me watching, but it wasn't as bad as the trailer made it seem. Oh yeah, the like they put and... all the worst parts of the the, I guess whatever the first like three or four episodes are in that first look, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, the trailer was like the first 30 seconds of the episode. It was like the opening sequence, you know? Um, and they, they showed Superman, which is like right out the bat, like right out the gate, they were showing Superman. So. I, I will tell you, I, there was nothing about that first 10 minutes that I liked. Like the first 10 minutes, I was just like, oh, man, like, like I'm really not liking how this is like developing. Mm-hmm. But they did show Superman, and I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Because I, 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 did they show his face? No, no, they, just, they don't got that kind of budget. I mean, there's no budget needed. You just well, hire they somebody. They, they, but they don't have they the rights. Actually, huh? they don't. They don't actually mention mention Superman at all. Like I, the, I, the word Superman. Don't they say his name one time? No. Nope. They never mention the nope. word Superman. Jeez. They say my cousin, your cousin, Kalel, the big guy. I tell you, man. I yeah. all the Super pronouns, man. all the pronouns seem ridiculous to me because I know there's like by the time you get towards the latter half, you're kind of like, why don't they just say his name? And it's like I understand why they don't say his name, but it's, but it, it's like by the time you got to the latter half of the of the pilot, it should be a thing where you're like. If we're not going to talk about him, like, if we're not going to say his name, let's just not talk about him at all. We don't need to talk. It's not a Superman story, right? Let's talk about the people right. that we can't talk about. But all throughout the whole thing, it's like, oh, my, like you guys said, my cousin, he, like, Jimmy, I think, says he, talk, in reference to Superman, like, 15 times in, like, the <laughs> last, like, in the last, like, four minutes. He wanted you to do this. He was. He this. He that. I'm like, oh, stop it, please. Like, can't we just say his name? Like, just one time or something? Oh, it's so bad. In that regard, it's one of the worst things about it. I think. But whatever. I don't understand why Toy Man is in it. No one knows that that's Toy Man. Even though when you, like, I forgot, because I think we did the story that it was going to be Toy Man. But I forgot, and then after you told, after you said it, I was like, "Oh, that actually is pretty good casting for a toy man." But the fact that he's like her friend is like weird, and especially like you saw the toys on his desk. No, I didn't notice. Yeah, there's like a ton of toys on his desk. No, oh, I'm not mad at that. I, I am. Why? Why is he working with what? Huh? That's not a toy man origin. What? What are you talking? It's not a good toy man origin. What, what, they haven't had. They didn't show us the Toy Man origin. How, what? 
how do you know it's bad if it hasn't happened yet? I mean, he's Supergirl's friend. Like, what toy man? What good toy man origin starts with that? Look, what good toy man story has Supergirl in it? None. That's it. Yeah, but they could. Uh, look, well then they could have a good origin. It's possible. Look, I mean, what good doesn't doesn't Supergirl have a rogues gallery of villains? Yes. <laughs> no. No. Who's Supergirl's no. rogues gallery? Oh, <laughs> uh, no one knows who it is, but she has it. I don't think that's true. I think whoever like the the villain that Superman hasn't fought in the longest time. That's who Supergirl gets to fight. <laughs> like, well, she terms- also fights Titan villains. <laughs> it's like she, Supergirl gets to use other, and she was leading and the villain. Legion of Superheroes for a while. So, so she got to fight their villains. Supergirl fights Parasite. Hmm. In the cartoon, her villain was Power Girl. How's that work? It was like from another dimension? No, a clone. Uh, made uh, by Star Labs. That'll happen. What wait, wait, wait. What was that? Could uh, actually do. Wait, what was their name? Wait, what was the clone's name? Wait, wasn't that Galantia or something like that? Galatea. Oh, there you go. Hey, Galatea, yeah. What are you saying, Mo? Yeah, yeah, I was wondering, like, Power Girl, that don't sound right. <laughs> right. It was Power Girl. They call her Galatea. Is that like a Greek goddess or something? I don't know. Galatea. Uh, what you know, s- I'm really like off on my Greek goddesses. Got you. With the exception of Cersei. Got it. Moses. What? what? Yeah, wasn't that like a that wasn't that like an Argus project or something like that? What? Sure. Was it wasn't an Argus project? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which? Uh, what are you gonna say, Mo? Mo, you still there? Okay, I guess Mo's not there. Or unmute Mo. <laughs> uh, Z- it it kind of it works okay. I just New Fifty Two Supergirl was just so fresh and, and and cool and made that character worth reading. I know you know Joe read Supergirl, but like you said, none, none of her villains are her own villains. You know, right? So, but. In New 52, Supergirl's like, the whole world is her villain. Like, technically, she could be the villain. And it's just a really, really cool take on it. A more interesting take on it. No, I would agree with you. I think New 52, Supergirl, is a more interesting take. Yeah, and it would be... It would have been nice if they decided to go with that, but they didn't. Um, I will say this. Another thing about the pilot is... It's sad to say, but I felt like... Supergirl was the worst actor of everyone on the screen. And it's like, it's tough. Because even when you have like friggin' what? Calista, Calista Flockhart be doing like a terrible version of, of Cat Brandt, she still manages to be like the worst actress or the worst actor, period, on the, on the TV. And I didn't think so. I thought she pulled it off pretty well. See, that, I don't know, man. It's like. The emotions seem really strange to me. Like, she had, like, a lot of weird facial expressions. And it just, none of it ever felt very genuine. The only time that I felt like she was doing good was when she was actually, like, not talking and doing Supergirl stuff. And even then, sometimes it was a little weird. 
You know, I noticed that once. What? Where her, like, emotions didn't actually, didn't seem to match what she was doing or saying. Mm Mm-hmm. And if I noticed it, it must have been pretty blatant. (laughs) No, I mean, yeah. Like, there's a point, like, there's a point where she's walking, uh towards bank robbers that are shooting at her and she's like like uh like testing i guess if she's actually bulletproof a little bit like she believes she is but she doesn't know no for certain and so like all the facial expressions on her face when she's walking into those bullets are a little strange and i don't know like it's not like she has to be like super hardcore with it nor does it have does does it have to be where she's like all like afraid or whatnot. It, it can be a mix of emotions, but it's just like I don't know something about the way that she handles it. And and it was, and it's not just that scene. It's like there are other scenes where it just seems like like there's a point where she cries, and I'm just like, nope. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're not you're not crying. It's like not not only are you not crying, but you're not even like fake crying to the point where somebody would be like oh is she crying it's like <laughs> you're like clearly not crying and there's no crying in supergirl i mean you know so you could cry i don't i don't it wasn't so much like oh she shouldn't be crying at that point it was just that i don't believe you it doesn't happen often in the old 52 that's probably true but you know i mean hey does it happen often in the new 52 I think she cried once or twice in the new 52. But, but you know, I, I think if she did cry, it was more out of anger than it was uh, out of, out of like, you know, she wasn't, like, afraid or anything, or she wasn't uh, scared. Yeah, in the comics, it wasn't, like, fear or scared. Yeah, I think it she was mostly, just, like, betrayal or if someone yeah. she was dating died. <laughs> right. So, you know, I don't know. I just didn't, I didn't believe her, man. And I know that, you know, I wasn't, I, I'm, I'm definitely not a big fan of the, the Cat Grant character and, and her portrayal in this show. But at least I, I kind of feel like even though she's not probably as good as a lot of the people in that, in that pilot, Callista Flockhart at least, like, sells her character she's a little bit over the top and it's like okay i mean i could see someone having a boss like that but i don't know supergirl just she she looks the part that's the messed up part like when she's not talking she's fantastic but as soon as she starts like saying stuff and it's like at first i thought you know especially like looking at the the sneak peek thing they they gave us at first i was kind of like oh they're playing her like you know, like she's a female Clark Kent. And then when you actually see the pilot, it's like, okay, there's a little of that there still, but not as much when you see it presented. But the problem is, is that what you see presented just isn't that good to me. Like, I don't know. The, the, it's, it seems like the pacing is off because this thing has pilotitis. This whole project that's infected with pilotitis so far, just because it has to try to get some about- into the plot. So it's going full speed all the way through. Mm-hmm. There's no real pacing to let users get used to this idea or this idea. It just went lickety split through the whole damn thing, trying to get all the ideas in there. Mm. What about the what about the effects on this pilot? Because you know these networks tend to spend a lot of money on effects 
for a pilot and then no they, they don't because they didn't when... spend the money on these effects no they did not <laughs> after seeing kung fury and what that one guy could do by himself they did not spend any uh, money <laughs> dang wait so you say kung, kung fury outdoes the supergirl pilot so, Yes, the quality of effects, hell yeah. So you're saying all the effects shots were really bad? I wouldn't say really bad, but I would say obvious. They stuck out to me like a sore thumb. I, I felt like the... And, 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 the, and they're not exactly high-level effects either. It's like just generic rotoscoping. It's like uh, the scene where she's chasing the robbers. Yeah. Like, I think it was the first crime she tried to intervene with. Uh-huh. And she doesn't quite know how to fly yet, so right. she flies off course. Yeah, that never looked like it was actually in the scene at all. You could see it. If you're so, looking so, for it, so, there's an outline around her. It was badly cut. Yeah, so basically they did a lot of green screen. Well, that's going to happen anytime you got somebody flying, man. But it was badly done is all I'm saying. It was obvious to me. Maybe I may have a better eye for it because I spent that much, that's time looking at, you know, 3D production and everything else like that. I mean, but when it you, stuck out to when me. When you look at that and it... And when you look at that and then look at all the effects that they do on the Flash, you're saying that the the, the effects on the Flash look way better than what you see on Super, Supergirl. Yeah. Well, yeah, but the, the Flash is a is a you know fully funded show. So there's no money spent on this at all. They're not going to really put the effects in unless they know they're getting at least a half season out of it. What did you think of the effects, Jay? Um, most of them I liked. Ex- uh, I didn't really like the flying too much. Mm-hmm. Like, it didn't look great, but I understand that's harder yeah. to do sometimes. And it's like, the Flash, all he does is run. Like, that's easy. It's the same well, it's thing, not so though. Much that, no, it's the not. Flash, in half the scenes, he doesn't have to be fully visible, so they can get away with a lot. Oh. Because he's running so fast, and the camera's not going that fast. You know? The only time they're really spending money is anytime they're showing him while he's fast in the Speed Force or something like that, like the scene where he passes himself. Yeah. That that costs a lot of money. That costs a lot of time and rendering and everything else. And, they have and, the other and stuff. And it's just an overlay. And they probably do a lot of slow motion scenes so that you can get a feel of what Flash is like when he's running that fast. Not, there wasn't that much slow-mo, really, in that show. There was not that much slow-mo. I don't know. I don't, I don't think the... I don't think flying is necessarily harder than the speed that you do in a Flash TV show. I mean, especially the, considering... The Flash's effects, while they look good, are not that expensive because they're not really doing... They're adding to the scene. They're not having to compensate for running slow or anything else like that. Right. So, Mo, what do you think of the villain? That reptilian guy? Yeah. Yeah. Is well, that... for art thing. No, no, no. The the reptilian dude, Vartox. Um, eh, he was alright. I'm like, you know, they they did a whole thing with the Phantom Zone, like the Phantom when she came out of it. Yeah, she purged all these villains, so they're gonna have like a Monster of the Week thing. You know, yeah, yeah. I expected better from Andrew Kreisberg, but because you know, with the Flash, like it was just executed so well, like. You know, the metahumans, like, it's still kind of like Thug of the Week or Rogue of the Week. Right. But it still built an overarching uh, story. And th- this one, I guess, you know, it was just a pilot, so they're probably not going to delve into all that. But I wish I would have seen some something that looked a little more promising with the Rogue of the Week thing. Yeah. And it was just like just a I mean, generic 
thing. Like he's probably going to be a better Killer Croc than the one they're going to have in Suicide Squad. <laughs> it's messed up. <laughs> so that guy's actually a, a, a Superman villain, yeah. but of course he was totally different in this, and he's dead already. No, <laughs> so yeah, it happens. Um, yeah. So I mean. I don't know. I mean, I, I like. I guess what it boils down to is, you know, it'll air. Will you watch episode two? So, uh, Jay, would you watch episode two? Yeah, I'd try it out. Okay. Uh, what about you, Zeno? Would you watch episode two? Yeah, uh, yeah. Mainly because because of the way they shot it, I know that you're not going to get everything you're looking for out of this pilot. The pilot's just there to do introductions. It's not really telling you the meat of the show. So in order to get the meter, yeah, sometimes, show, you're have to watch. yeah, sometimes, so. yeah, sometimes, uh, uh, when when you start seeing the actual episodes, they end up being better than what you saw in the pilot because that gives them a lot of room to improve. Sometimes that is the case. What about you, Moses? Yeah, you'd watch episode two. I kind of have this, a theory that um, they leaked it on purpose just to see what kind of you know, blowback they would get or feedback. And then Yeah, I heard I heard it. that too. Yeah, I heard that too. Because it's it's not the like the pre released screener. Like for instance when they cut the Wonder Woman project, that version of the screener didn't have finished uh, effects or anything else like that. You know, I could expect right. that one to be one that slipped out. But I think because of the, all the negative backlash they just let it, uh, somebody let it sneak just to make sure that, no, this is what the show is because it was going down a completely different path. That show might have been buried before it even shot. So if they release this, I don't blame them at all. And, and it's yeah, just a trick. Even it's just if a pilot it, anyway. it, Right. Even if, it, like, any problems I have with it, all I really need to change my mind is watch two good episodes. Kind of like what happened with Constantine for me. You right. know, like, watch a couple good episodes and then, all right, you know, I'll give it a shot. And then the best thing they could probably do is sync it up and make it uh, crossover with Flash and Arrow. Because they're kind of talking about that, Yeah, did you see see anything in this pilot that gives you some sort of sign that it's that that it could take place in the same universe as Arrow? I mean, it's a totally different Any sort of reference or anything? There's no real reference, but that could all be fixed. Like, I know I read an interview with Andrew Kreisberg, and they said there's no hard no on that, but there's no definitive yes. So it would probably be something they do in, like, season two if they get there. But it's something he's pushing for. That's fair. I see. I would, I would watch season, I mean season, I would watch episode two. But I would definitely watch it, yeah. uh, you know, like with, with a with a critical eye, just because it's not like one didn't impress me that much, or the pilot didn't impress me that much. But you know, did you guys buy uh, the whole naming thing with calling her Supergirl as opposed to, you know, maybe Superwoman? Um, Superwoman. Well. Superwoman sounds tacky, really. <laughs> That's because you're a sexist, you son of a bitch. No, <laughs> no I mean, I mean, the whole Supergirl thing, I mean, granted, she's, what, supposed to be like 10 years Clark's Jr. or something? 
I mean, relatively, it depends. It depends on what version you're talking about. I mean, well, I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to be like tight on the on the years. Basically, she's young adult war versus Clark has been around for a while. You know, like Clark was something like a thirty, thirty five, somewhere in there, and she's like a twenty one, twenty two, something like that. I don't. I mean, I guess I don't. I don't know. Because then, yeah, like, then because that that person, like if if Superman is like mid thirties. Then downgrading the girl, I don't see a problem with that she's that young. I mean, Hell, girls still refer to themselves as girls when they're eighty, so you know, whatever. I know. I knew a forty-year-old chick that got mad because I called her a woman. She's like, "I'm a girl." I'm like, uh, "Okay." Please. Yeah, I'm not buying it. <laughs> I don't know. It just seemed it seemed forced. It's kind of like, ah, eh, okay. It's like she's obviously an adult. Why don't we just call her a woman? I don't get it. But hey, yeah, yeah. Mostly guys don't like being called boys. That's true. But girls, yeah, yeah. But hey, whatever. <laughs> I haven't run into that many guys that are that hung up on being called boy unless they're being insulted with it, or they're black. <laughs> <laughs> There it well, is. there's, there's, yeah, yeah, that's my boy over there, and then he's like, "What are you talking about, boy?" That's yeah, entirely. <laughs> it, it is in fact two different things. It's all syntax. So okay, cool. But, hey, but Moses is Latino. He knows exactly what we're talking about. So. No, yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> I'm actually transracial. I was, uh, I'm a black guy. As, far, at as heart. far as I'm concerned, when it comes to people in America, Latinos and black people are almost on the in exact same family. Yeah, that's yeah. why they pit us against each other. Yeah, uh, I, I like the way that uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Patricia O'Neill uh, put it. We all took sides. Uh, the Asians chose white. And then Latinos chose black, but not because they're allied with us. They want their they want to take our spot as the most oppressed uh, minority. Like, <laughs> Same goes for Cubans. <laughs> yeah, that's Latino. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we're tight and all, but you know, we know you just want our spot as the number one oppressed minority. You can't have it. We're number one oppressed minority. <laughs> all right. Let's and go. The Indians ain't even playing the game. That's why they don't. Ca- that's why we're not counting them because they got the reservation. They can have the casinos and all that other stuff. So we can't yeah. do that yet. We'll take as soon as, we, as soon as we can, though. Forget it. We we done. We're gonna take a break, and then when we come back, uh, we're gonna get into some of our spotlights. So uh, this is fantastic forum, uh, and we'll be back in about two minutes. Gambino is a mastermind Fuck a bitch to pass the time Mass appeal, orange rhyme Smoke your green, I'm spending mine The beat is witch's brew But beware, this shit is potent E.E. coming on her face Now there's poetry in motion Yeah, Gambino make it work I'm the boss, move something Yeah, this cool fucking suits me Swag too, but And yeah, these girls be acting crazy When they're dancing black swan I ain't fucking at the club Put your clothes back on Yeah, this beat is a disaster 9-11, this track Rappers wanna battle me I have to mail their heads back In my Click, make that dinero, so it's time to meet the fuckers. I am running this bitch. You are just a dog walker. 
Leaving with your girl when we last seen each other. Yeah, you fucking with the baddest like we tag team Rihanna Fly girl on her knees. She don't want to come near me. Yeah, my dick is too big. There's a big bang theory. Got a picture in my iPhone. What do y'all think? Why y'all niggas masturbate? I'm in that Ariel thing. If I am just a rapper, man, you could have fooled me. I'm the shit when these dudes talk, they talking fool me. Every single culture Filipino, Armenian girls on my sofa Yeah, I like a white girl Sometimes we get together, need a thick chick though So it's black and yellow, black and yellow Love is a trip, but fucking is a sport Are there Asian girls here? Minority report Put your team on the map Blake Griffin on the court Niggas biting on my tracks Need a knife and a fork We the endless, need a nurse Here's the check, grab your purse Unless we fucking then I'll pay for all the food on the earth, man Me a bad man, on it. Niggas call me back and cut the closet, and I'm out of shit. Coming out the backside of a rocket shit, it's monster shit. You do talk the opposite of likenesses. Respond to this. We can squash the beef right now like sausages. Chilling with my N words, say it like a white kid. Yes, your booty's big as hers. Say that to my white bitch so she don't get embarrassed. My dick is made of carrots, bunnies wanting to be fed it. I meant honeys, oh, forget it. I have worked all winter. I will not fail summer in the back of a bush like Gavin Ross. Drummer, yeah, my stingers in the flower. I hope she let me pollinate. Working hard as shit. Yeah, this beat is made from concentrate. Nigga, can't you tell that my sample of a deal was so hot? I got these hood niggas blowing up my cell. Swag out the ass, I'm the man. Fuck Chico, took the G out your waffle. All you got left is your ego. Think about it for a second, man. We eating, where's your breakfast, man? You hungry? Have this sandwich. Got my wallet, cheese and lettuce. An elephant never forgets, so my dick remembers everything. Green inside your wallet is that pussy open. Sesame, running the game, fucking my sand, running the earth, give me a month. Told all you niggas I'm in it to win it, cause having an Emmy just wasn't enough. You get sloppy drunk, I stay whiskey neat. My click should be canceled, freaks and geeks. Welcome back to Fantastic Formal and allgames.com. Uh, we have returned. Uh, we're going to do some reviews and such real quick. Tiger Claw, Zeno, you guys stay in on the line or you guys going to dip out? I'm sure. I'm, I'm here. Sure. Okay, cool. Hang out. Hang yeah, out. I'm just going to stick around. Okay. So, uh, well, let's talk. Let's start by talking about the book Through the Woods by Emily Carroll. Jay, this is something that you brought to the table. Uh, why don't you tell the people, like, give them a quick overview of what Through the Woods is and uh, what it was that stuck out about it to you? It's uh, Through the Woods is a horror anthology about all the bad stuff that's in the woods. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> turns out there's a lot of creepy shit in the woods. That's true. And uh, yeah, I don't know. This, uh, I think what uh, grabbed me about this is the cover, mm-hmm. which is black and white except for... Uh, this red light it's kind of like it's a blood moon right yeah mm-hmm. and you know there's a wolf and smoke in it and uh just artistically it's a good cover and while flipping through it is a very 
cool, very stylized, like kind of not watercolor, but kind of minimalistic, almost faux watercolor kind of it's art like, style. Like ink wash. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so I picked it up based on that. And uh, it ended up being really good um it's a yeah like i said it's a horror anthology um like in the first actual story it's about these uh kids who their father goes into the woods and he doesn't come back and they're waiting on him and this uh man comes to the door and he just ends up kidnapping all of them. And, uh, well, not the last one. She goes voluntarily. Like, she knows. She kind of gives up. But at the end of the story, she talks about his description and how her sisters were wrong about his description because he's clearly not a man. And they never show him, which is, like, kind of cool. Like, it's a good kind of classic minimalist horror. That's that's the cool part to you? <laughs> like, that was the part that made me say, you know what, maybe I shouldn't be reading this. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah. And, uh, like I said, the art is very cool. Uh, there's this one story that the art kind of creeps me out because the, the girl's uh, new step sister is like made of worms and it's disturbing disturbing is the right word but uh yeah disturbing is good for horror so yeah I thought it was great like each of the stories is interesting and they're all kind of open ended yeah uh even though you know you kind of get a feel for where it's going and it's no place good. But uh, they do have that kind of open-endedness to them. Yeah, le leaves your imagination to work. Right. I know my imagination went into overtime with the guy that killed his brother. Yeah. Like, the end of that story yeah. was amazing. It's messed up. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what happened to Emily Carroll. <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't, like... It's really twisted, and and you know, kudos kudos to her because it is masterfully done. Like when like eerie is the right word, I think. Like I feel like you know if you're trying to like, because I'll tell you this, like as much of of a, a little punk I am about like horror stuff in general, the place where I usually feel really safe is in a book. Because, you know, like, I don't know. I guess because it's just my imagination. I, I shouldn't say just my imagination because my imagination is where the bad things are. <laughs> but, but because I, like, a part of what bothers me is, like, the anticipation between, like, before I see whatever it is I'm supposed to see and imagining all the terrible things that I could potentially see. And then I see the thing, and it's kind of like, oh, you know, like, oh, my God. Like, I don't know if it was what I imagined, or maybe it wasn't. You know, either way, it's like, I'm not, I don't want to see it. 
And usually with books, it's kind of like, okay, I don't have to worry about that so much because it's like whatever I'm imagining, that's as far as it's going to go because I'm not going to see anything. And even with comics, it's kind of like, well, I'm going to see something, but it's, you know, like I feel a little more in control. Right. You decide when to turn the page. Right. But Through the Woods, Through the Woods made me feel like I wasn't in control. <laughs> Through the Woods felt, made me feel like the pages were turning me. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but no, it was it was really eerie and all the stories were done in a way where it's like it really it really is like it shows you how a comic can make something like how a comic can evoke a, an emotion that's like a fear-based emotion because it's definitely not what you expect. Or at least it wasn't what I expected. And uh, they also do a little at Red Riding Hood story. Yeah. Which... Sorry, guys, pig... I, gotta, I, gotta, I think I got something going on. So Watch <laughs> out. Watch your back. It might be the I'll, dark. I'll be right back. If you see a guy in a hat, run. Yeah, I'll be right back. <laughs> okay, later. And... There's one picture in here with the wolf at Red Riding Hood's window where all you see are the eyes and the teeth and everything else outside the window is black. It's like a very cool artistic picture. Oh, that's you thought that was the cool picture? <coughs> that cool. was one of them, yeah. Cool, cool is the word you would use, huh? And How about terrifying? <laughs> How about pants filled with pooping? And I will go through this Red Riding Hood story just real quickly because this one I had, think had one of the best endings <laughs> where, you know, little Red Riding Hood, they tell her to not to go through the forest, but she does anyway because she's a snotty little brat. And at the end, the wolf is like, you know, you have to be lucky to avoid the wolf every time, but the wolf only needs enough luck to find you once. And uh, yeah, kind of ends on that note, right? Which, like, don't ever go back outside. <laughs> Basically, don't ever go back outside. I'm taking that advice. Everything I need is in here anyway. <laughs> long as I, long as I keep my my friggin' internet bill up to date, I'm good. <laughs> Bump that. There are wolves out there, Jay. What happened to Emily Carroll? I don't know. Well, I, can't, like, I, mean, I don't think thing, this is the only thing she does. No, I mean, I'm sure it's not. Because I, I, I actually, I did see that, you know, she does, like, webcomic stuff. And she does other stuff. But I'm just saying, to tell these kind of stories, I don't feel like this is something that you can just, like, no one's born with this talent, right? Some people have traumatic things happen to them, <laughs> and then they're just like, well, this is how my brain works now, right? Is that what happens? <laughs> like, you know, I'm not saying something bad necessarily happens to you, but something that you're just like, wow, my world was different after that, and then now I can tell these stories. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but it's good. And you should read it. <laughs> Just not alone at night. 
read, read it during the day with a friend nearby, like I did. <laughs> and then you'll feel safe. You'll be like, oh. I didn't, I didn't get to read it, unfortunately. You'd, you'd love it, Mo. Yeah. Oh, dude. Well, I looked at all the art, and just on that alone, I'm like, I give this five stars. <laughs> like, the art itself is, like, is very, it's kind of like those, like, like, horror stories I used to read in, like, uh, elementary. Like, yeah. those scary stories to tell in the dark. Mm-hmm. Where they got that really, like, trippy artist to do it. That like, yeah. actually gave me nightmares. I mean, that's just kind of like that, but with color. Which just makes things more vivid. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? And I think that that's the aspect of these stories that really makes them have that kind of like eerie thing to them, where it's like they do seem like stories that someone was telling somebody was telling somebody that very well could possibly be true. You know, <laughs> like where it's like, you know, like. You know, your your big brother tells you this story to freak you out on a camping <laughs> trip, and and he's telling it to you because your you know your dad told it to him on his first camping trip, and his dad told it to him, and he heard it from his grandma, and you know, and it's just like, and the grandma heard it from her mom, who was like, oh yeah, like you know, this is what actually happened, but we like to tell it this way because. It scares you guys, and that's how they used to get their kicks before, like TV. You know, let's scare the let's scare, scare the crap out the kids because radio hadn't been invented yet. You know, like that. And I'm just like, like, like you you hit the nail on the head with the um, a story with the guy and his brother, right? And I was just like, oh, jeez, like, what does that mean? <laughs> and it was over, and I was like, oh well, damn it. Okay, well. I guess I'm going to have to make sure I drink tonight. Because <laughs> otherwise, sleeping is going to be a bit of a chore. Yeah. So I will say this. Uh, while I can definitely say from, from, a, uh, from a purely like artistic perspective, purely from... Or I should say, from a craft perspective, as far as like the art and the stories, while I would go ahead and uh, definitely like I, I, you know, I actually I think I would just go ahead and give this like a five out of five. Uh, I feel like from a uh, uh, the perspective of just a normal human being who wants to like make it through my day, <laughs> I might have to give it like. A two and a half. A five out of five? That's pretty high. No, I agree. No, it does what it's supposed to do. I mean, I think that that's... I didn't, like, there's I, literally nothing wrong with this book. No, I don't... Look, I think it does exactly what it's supposed to do. And, and that's the thing. Like, I, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, I, I'm sure Joe told me, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and so I went into it kind of blind. And I was like, oh, wow. It's like a little anthology going on here. And I'm like, oh, okay, this is weird. And... <laughs> It took me for a ride, man, and I was just like, oh, like, you know, I'm like, damn it, like, this is some stuff. <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Jay? Oh, yeah, I, I give it a five. Like, the art is great, stylistic, cool colors, the stories are great, Um, very well, like, masterfully told. And uh, Indeed. Doesn't, doesn't there is nothing wrong with this book. 
it doesn't even waste any space. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? Like, it's ridiculous, like, how even the long story is, like, you know, very well paced, where it's just like, right. nothing, nothing's there that doesn't need to be. It's hard to say that about most comics. I know for me, like, I feel like there's a superfluous, like, I feel like I could put, for the most part, you could either say a comic either has, like, at least one panel too many on every page, or one panel missing on every page. <laughs> where it's like, you know, I feel like that often where I'm just like, well, I feel like they needed this, or they could have taken that out. I can't say that about these. I was just like, oh. It's like, I think I peed a little bit just now. <laughs> and so, I don't know. For that reason, I don't think I can say anything bad about it. Because... Emily Carroll might come get me. <laughs> and I don't know what she's all about. <laughs> I, need, I need to find out more about this lady. <laughs> I, need, I need to find out if she's cool or not. If she's cool, maybe I could probably come up with some criticism, but probably not. <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's a, great, it's a great read. And I'm happy that you brought it to the table, Jay. Um, next, let's talk about seconds. This is uh, the 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 well. I guess this was the this was the next outing after Scott Pogrom for Brian Lee O'Malley, right? Um, when was Lost at Sea? I don't know. I can look it up real quick. Like, I feel that Lost at Sea was next, but that mm. actually might have come out. You know, I'm not a hundred percent sure what? when that came out. No, you know what? I think you're all right. I think you're right. Like, I'll look it up real quick, but I, I think you're right. I think uh, Lost at Sea did come out first, and then it was, um, and then it was seconds, because I think, yeah, I think you're right. I'll, I'll look it up real quick. All right. Um, do you want to tell the people what seconds is, or do you, or would you like me to do it? Um, no, I don't mind. Okay. Um. Oh wow! Actually, Lost to Sea came first. Oh okay. And then Scott Pilgrim. And then seconds. So that's how that works. Okay. So seconds is about this uh, restaurant owner who's not quite as far in life as she would like to be, and she kind of has some regrets. And, you know, she kind of wishes things had gone a little differently. Mm -hmm. And then she meets the spirit of her house, and it gives her that chance. A way to go back and redo whatever you want, as long as it happened in the house. Right. And uh, she uses it. And eventually, there are skeletons working in the kitchen. <laughs> As will happen from time to time when you use the ability to redo things, as everyone knows. Right. And so, yeah, she's kind of just trying to deal with it, trying to get the perfect life, and it hardly ever works out like that. One thing you think is going to help actually makes things worse, and... Um, in this one, it actually ends up even being a little different than that because she's not actually going back in time and changing things. 
it turns out. And I won't tell you what she is doing, but skeletons. <laughs> Indeed. Um, it's interesting. Like, you know, I remember when Brian Lee O'Malley was in the creative process of, of coming up with this book and like telling people it was on its way and that it was coming. And, you know, I remember it being toted as uh, the people like about a restaurant owner of of a place called Seconds and like the crew of the restaurant and their interactions and how it is that that they um, basically like uh, uh, play off one another. And I was like, oh, okay, uh, that sounds interesting. And then when reading the book, it's like, oh, man, that's not what this is about. Like, this is about <laughs> something totally different. And I don't know what made me feel like, especially having read Lost at Sea and Scott Pilgrim, what made me feel like this so would be as, as mundane as they made it seem like it was going to be at first. I don't know what made me feel like it was going to be that. But reading well, it, I was like, you, you, so you were expecting it to be something like, uh, like the Spock, Scott, uh, Scott Pilgrim comic with all the references and stuff like that? No, no, no. It's nothing about pop culture wise or whatnot. I mean, I, I just figured. I mean, having read Lost at Sea, yeah, Lost at Sea is a little more mundane. It's, it's just the character that's quirky. But Lost at Sea is mundane in comparison to Scott Pilgrim. It's not like really mundane, just generally speaking. It's like, I mean, stuff happens in Lost at Sea, right? Well, I mean, it's kids on a road trip, right? Interacting with each other, right? Right. So when you say seconds is about people in a restaurant interacting yeah. with each other, you're kind of like yeah, thinking okay, lost to see in a restaurant. Yeah, but that's not do what this is. Yeah, there's not there's do not you think a, lot... a book like oh go ahead, Tiger Claw. Yeah. Okay, do you think a book like this can be made into a movie? Seconds definitely could be made into a movie. Like seconds would be a more popular movie than Scott Pilgrim was. I mean it's. There are a bunch of movies like it. I don't know if I would say that. There's movies that start out like it, but they don't finish like it. The Girl Who Leapt Through Time is like it. I, I've never seen that. Which, uh, which movie is that? That's the anime movie. Oh. And then the movie, the live action movie based off that, Time Traveler, is not as much like it. But is is that some similar concepts? Is Time Traveler a movie like? Did that have like an actual theatrical release? Yeah, not in the U.S. Well, Joe, <laughs> we're talking about here, right? <laughs> like you, you talk about two movies that didn't get released in the United States. Not in theaters, but they came out. Okay, I don't think there's a lot of movies like it. I don't, you know, and look, definitely not a lot of movies I've seen. But I will say this. The themes of this book. And Groundhog Day is like this. No, Groundhog Day is not like this book. Groundhog Day is different. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand why you would make the parallel. But th that's kind of the thing where Groundhog Day is about a guy learning a lesson. You know? It's like, and, and don't get me wrong, like, it's about a lesson that he needed to have, like, I guess... For, for lack of a better term, no pun intended here, ground into him because he's like, you know, he's kind of set in his ways. But this is 
like more of a, uh, I mean, I don't want to say coming of age story because it's not. It's more like a midlife crisis-ish type story. And I think a lot of people relate to this. Like, it's, it's unfortunate that Scott Pilgrim didn't do as well as some people would have liked it to have done. Because Seconds is a movie where, or could be a movie that would totally, like, put Brian Lee O'Malley in a place where people would be like, oh, man, we, whatever he makes, we should make into, into movies. It would do much better than Ghost World. What? What? Why Ghost World? Why are we talking about Ghost World? I don't know. It just feels like a Ghost Worldish type comparison. What? Why? Like, what about Ghost World is like this book? This book is slice of life. And I mean, uh, yes, there's what, what John, what John, what genre would you classify this book in? Slice of life, I guess. Right? <laughs> is that what you would suggest? <laughs> Maybe slice of life. I don't know. Um, <laughs> would you really call this a slice of life book? For the most part, huh? That's interesting. I don't see. I, that's what I was expecting it to be, but I wouldn't call it that. I mean, there. There is the one thing about like changing your things that puts it on a different level, but it's like half slice of life, half reality altering. <laughs> reality altering. See, that's like like the minute you get like early in this book, you get to house spirits, <laughs> and it's kind of like which aren't necessarily not house slice of life. No, no. House spirits are not slice of life in America. Maybe if you're a Japanese kid, <laughs> maybe you're like, oh, we all have house spirits. Well, Brian Lee O'Malley is Canadian, so they must have so them there, I too. A little bit of supernatural in there? I, no, no, no. I mean, I'm not saying... You're right, he's Canadian. But just because he's Canadian doesn't mean that they have house spirits in Canada. I mean, the book takes place in Canada. Sure. But it, so I'm thinking Canadians are down with the house spirits. I mean, you know Brian Lee O'Malley's like partially at least Asian, right? Is he? Yeah. If they, if, <laughs> if they made a movie Yeah, but if Brian, they made a movie If they made if they made a movie of this book, do you think it's something that they could release during the summer or maybe during <laughs> the fall season? Uh, I would release not. it during the fall. Yeah, definitely during the fall. Not, not so. It's not. It's not a blockbuster. Like Scott Pilgrim could be a summer movie, or was it a summer movie? I don't remember. Yeah, it was a summer movie. Okay, because I know they did. I know they did the sneak preview at Comic Con. I don't remember if it got released during summer or not. But, but, so yeah, Scott Pilgrim's the summer movie. Like it's like people fighting and stuff. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I guess at its core, Scott Pilgrim is supposed to be about a relationship, All right? But it's like half slice of life, half fighting. No, no, it's not half. Scott Pilgrim is like, at the very least, seventy-five percent fighting. At the very least, like you can't you can't say that it's not seventy-five percent fighting, Joe. I can if I read the comic. No, it's like it's the most, comic has much less fighting. The comic has the less. Movie. The comic has less fighting than the movie, but it's not like you can't even say like. It's not even a slice of life, like, cause it's it's like the same way how Tiger Claw was like, hey, is there's like, is there the the references like, 
like in Scott Pilgrim, the pop culture references, like a lot of what they talk about when they're not fighting is pop cultural references. It's not like real life conversations, which is okay. I'm not knocking it. I love those conversations. I think they're great. But like most people don't oh, remember when Scott called Wallace at work. And he was waiting for him to remember the code for Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, right. You know, it's like awesome. these aren't these aren't conversations that real people have. And I'm definitely get getting that let's have casual sex panel made into a t shirt. That's funny. Listen, but that's why this is what impressed me about seconds was it felt like Brian Lee O'Malley growing. And like, like Scott Pilgrim was what you write when you're in your 20s, you know. Seconds feels like what you write when you become 30 something. Mm. And it was like because it, it under like it felt like him understanding like, oh okay, like sometimes you know you make that transition, and you don't really quite feel 100% the adult, but you are, you know. Actually, and, I guess that like all his books are his life cycle. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Lost see is when he's a teen. Right. He's idealistic. Right. right. And then Scott Pilgrim is like your early twenties. Right. You're not a, a you're not a kid, but you're not right. really a, a grown up yet. Right. right. And now seconds, he's a grown up. Right. No, and it 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 definitely shows. Where I was like, oh man, like this is this is Brian Lee O'Malley grown up because he's like realizing how complex relationships can be sometimes, and it's like it's not like. In, in Scott Pilgrim, you don't understand, or he doesn't understand that relationships can be complicated. He's just like, it's just one of those things where you're like, they're complicated, and I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. I don't, you know, that's what Scott Pilgrim feels like. And, and it's okay to feel that way, because that's how, I mean, we've all been there. We've all been like, damn it, I don't know. Like, this was great, like, two months ago. Today, I'm just like, it's all effed up, and I don't know what to do next. <laughs> Like, seconds feels like, damn it, if I had it to do over, this is what I would have done different. And you know that because you're like, I made a poor choice. And at the time, it felt like the choice I was supposed to make. But now that I'm looking at it, it's like, oh, you know, that's what happens when you become older. You get regrets. <laughs> and you're like, if somebody would give you the opportunity to change things, you're like, yeah, I think I got to take that. And now you realize, okay, well, not only is it a thing where you're like, okay, not only am I realizing that my choices have consequences, but even if I get the opportunity to change my choices, those have consequences. Like, that's still another choice. And it's just like, oh, okay. And it turns out, no matter what you choose, everything's not going to necessarily be like butterflies and roses. You know, sometimes it's like there's no good decisions in life. And that's what real life is. And then sometimes there's a friggin' terrible, terrible house spirit. <laughs> you know, sometimes. Yeah. It is interesting at the core of this person's problems. It really, like, has to do with being on, upfront and honest. Mm -hmm. And kind of without that, you know, shit goes sideways. Indeed. Indeed. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. But it's it's a great book and, and I was like really happy that I got the opportunity to read it because I was just like and 
by no means was it a thing where I, I was always planning on reading it, but it's one of those things like, you know, sometimes you don't get around to stuff. Right. And like sometimes stuff, whether you, whether you want to or not, whether it's in your control or not, sometimes things get lost in the shuffle. Exactly. Exactly. And, but again, I, I do think it's a shame because, you know, I don't know if people will look at Brian Lee O'Malley's, like, body of work and feel like, oh, okay, well, that's the, the making of major motion picture stuff. But I feel like people would love a movie that was based on that, provided, of course, that it was done, like, with, with a love for the source material. Right. Because um, you can't fit it all in, but you can fit enough of it in that it would be really, really, really cool. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. And I, th- I feel like, like it's definitely something that I think would resonate with most people, whether they're younger or older. Because um, it's not even like the main character of the book is not even like super old. I mean, I think she's like maybe what thirty two or something like that. Or yeah, she's a youngster. Like she, she just barely got out of her thirty or got out of her twenties. But it's just one, you know, it's that point where a lot of people feel like, oh well, I'm old now, you know, and it's like. And the the messed up part is that you're not really old. <laughs> right. But you do have to stop calling yourself a kid. Like, that's where she's at. Right. Right. You can't blame things on your 20s anymore. So, um... But no, man, it's it's really interesting. It has a lot of great character moments. It it The, the main character... And and other characters in the book, I think, have a lot of depth to them. And uh, it, it's definitely interesting to watch their journey uh, through through the story. Because it's different than some of the things that you've probably been reading. And it's a good time. So I think uh, if I was going to go ahead and give this book a rating, I'd probably give it a 4 out of 5. I liked it a lot. Um... Oh, and Brian Lee O'Malley's art is Brian Lee O'Malley's art, which always, I mean, in my experience, has always fit all his stories. I mean, right? it's like the tone. It's so funny because Scott Pilgrim, Lost at Sea, uh, uh, Seconds all have a different tone. But, and the art is very similar in all those books. But at the same time, I don't feel like the art in Seconds is the same kind of art in Scott Pilgrim. It's It's different enough. Where it's like the tone, it, like it fits the set the tone for seconds, and right. maybe- everyone's like shorter, like <laughs> everyone's like smaller, yeah, like or less elongated. It, it maybe maybe it has to do with color. facial facial expressions. It isn't color, but it's like limited color palette, right? It's like this must be what like five colors. Um, yeah, it's limited. A lot of the scenes are like washed. Yeah, or but like it is a filtered. color book. But yeah. It is a color book. And, you know, props to him for, like, friggin' churning all that out. Like, I, 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 I don't understand how writer-artists do it, man. Good for them, though. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see his stuff drawn by somebody else. I'm not saying I want it to happen, but it would be interesting. I've seen a couple pictures. Oh, yeah? Um, you know, for like the special editions and stuff, oh. they'll do like uh, different people do covers or gotcha. like one shot pictures. Got gotcha. you. 
So how'd you rate that book? Um, definitely, I would give it a four out of five. Word. Um. Yeah, it's. Yeah, there's like not a lot wrong with it. I do like the concepts. I like the story. I like the characters and the characterizations. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just really well done. Like, definitely, it's a, like, makes you wish more people would try and do, like, graphic novels. Hmm, that's interesting. Like, you you feel like, is it because of the long-form storytelling, or what, what, why, like, what about making graphic novels specifically, is it that? Makes you wish more people would do it. Um, yeah. Basically, the long-form storytelling. Like, the complete bookness of it. Mm. So, is it a thing where... Of course, I've been on a real graphic novel kick lately. True. Uh, is, it, is it the idea that you just get the complete story all at once? Or is it more like the idea of there being something different about comics that come single issues no it's definitely a different feel gotcha it's like like you read this if you try like this book is like set up in the chapters it is and not each chapter is the same amount of pages That's true. like in a comic like it's the freedom to do what you want and the amount of room you need to do it gotcha no i can see that i can see that moses yeah would you like to tell the people about A-Force? I didn't get to read it. Oh, Moses, you didn't get to read A-Force? No. Oh, see, look, you got Tiger. Shut up, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you got to read A-Force. I'm sorry. Damn it. <laughs> what? Why does Tiger Claw have his own soundboard? Jesus Christ. Oh, jeez. So why don't you tell us about A-Force? Uh, so A-Force is uh, one of the Secret Wars tie-ins. Uh, basically, it's written by uh, Marguerite Scott and G. Willow Wilson, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? Is it Marguerite Scott? What's the name on the front, the last name? Bennett Wilson. Oh, damn it. Marguerite Bennett. <laughs> Tiger Claw. Okay, Tiger Claw, I gotta hang up on you. I'll talk to you later, though, Tiger Claw. We love you. Okay. <laughs> so, um, Marguerite Bennett, I apologize. Marguerite Bennett and G. Willow Wilson. Damn it, did Tiger Claw come back? <laughs> okay, just be quiet, then, Tiger Claw, until it's time to talk about A Force. Okay. Marguerite Bennett, G. Willow Wilson are the writers. Um,. Jorge Molina does the art. And this is a Secret Wars tie-in. Who else does the art? There's another artist? Oh, you're talking about the colorist? No. Uh, Jorge Molina does pencils, but there are two inkers. One is Jorge Molina, and the other is... Well, I don't know. Craig Yoon. Okay, there you go. Craig Yoon. Right, no, the inker definitely deserves credit, too. And then who's the colorist? Uh, Laura Martin and Matt Miller. There you go. Laura Martin. I love Laura Martin. 
She's awesome. I liked her when she was Lord Depoy too. <laughs> but anyway. Um Nerd. Nerd. It's like you're following her relationships. <laughs> um Actually I do that. I know. <laughs> so this is like I said, a Secret Wars tie-in, which I've said for the third time, I think, at this point. And this is following the the nation, which, you know, Secret Wars, at this point, we're at Battle World, and Battle World has a number of different nations that are independent. And this book, A Force, follows the nation of Arcadia. And in Arcadia, um, the Baron, because each nation has its own Baron that basically runs that nation uh, as a surrogate of Doom. Who you know, Doctor Doom is basically the 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 end all, the be all, the god of Battle World. The Baron of Arcadia is She Hulk, and She Hulk brings law and order, uh, and and the will of Doom to Arcadia, and she tries to to rule this place as benevolently as she can. But it's basically a uh, which I I don't know, I don't know why because they don't tell us. But it's basically a nation of, like, all the female superheroes in the Marvel Universe in one place. Well, some of them. I mean, okay, Jay. I mean, obviously it's not every single one, but it's a lot of them, right? Enough where you could be like, it's just basically all of them, and people would be like, yeah, I think you're right. It is basically all of them. No, it's not. Who, who, who are you looking for? You know who I'm looking for. Who? I'm looking for Nomad. Joe. No, no man. No man's not real. No man's less real than the real, the not real people in these books. <laughs> she's a little less real. No, I'm joking. You're right. She's real. She'll show up. I bet you. Somewhere she might be in the Runaways. Who knows? Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna write my own Nomad book. You should do it. You should. Yeah, you should be doing fan fiction. You're good at that. Yeah. But Arcadia is a lot of Marvel female superheroes. Like, basically, I, it's interesting because I'm not sure why they're on Arcadia. Because they don't say. But they feel like they belong there. <laughs> and I think that has a lot to do with She-Hulk. But they're all there. And, like I said, they're trying to make... Like, I, they, I, again, I don't know what they do there. But I don't know that there's anything that they have to do there other than be awesome. And, you know, periodically there are little threats that pop up. In this, they fight sharks that are like cyber sharks, I think. And they make sure that those bad boys um, are like not trying to chomp anybody. And that happens. Um, But... One thing that does happen in this is that uh, in in Battle World, there's a wall that separates like the civilized nations from like the uncivilized beasts of of Battle World, which are basically like the Marvel zombies and the Ultrons and like one other thing that I'm not thinking of right now. It might be monsters. I don't remember, but. There's like three. Oh, is that where Elsa Bloodstone is? Possibly. I don't. I don't remember. 
I don't remember. I feel like there's three nations that are like the uncivilized nations that are like, you know, all they are are beasts. And the shield is what they call the wall that protects them from that. And so uh, one one of the people, which I think it's uh, Nico, I think from Runaways, I believe is the she like tosses one of those sharks over the shield. No, Nico can't do that. What? Is it not Nico? Who is it? It's uh, Miss America. That makes sense. It's Miss America that tosses the shark over the wall or into the wall and over to the other side. But I guess in Battle World, like, I don't know if it was so much because she tossed something over the shield and wasn't supposed to do that, or if it was the fact that she hit the shield on the way over. No, it's uh, that it uh, went over the shield. Okay. So in Doom's country, no one is supposed to cross the border in or out. Unless there's permission. She, and she tossed it out, and so she's in trouble. There you go. For violating the border. There you go. And so she gets, like, descended upon by the Thors, which is the Thor core. Which is Sam Wilson is part of, which is an awesome picture. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, it's really interesting because, I mean, the Thor core is basically Doom's enforcers. And it's all types of different Thors. Which, like, it's all the ones you love, plus Sam Wilson. Well... Plus a lot of different people. That's that's the interesting thing about the Thor Corps. Like, and and that's like, the Thors are gonna have their own book coming out too soon, as part of Secret Wars. It, it that that also includes the Jane Foster Thor. Yes. Ah. That, yeah. Including that, there's a like I've seen. I and that's the thing. Like because I'm reading Secret Wars, I've seen a few different Thors. Because, I mean, I've seen Sam Wilson Thor, like Joe mentioned. I've seen Angela Thor. Um, there's a there's a more than a few different Thors. And so, Beta Ray Bill? Yeah, Beta Ray Bill is there. Uh, friggin', ah. friggin' Throg. Even though, yeah, th Throg, <laughs> Throg is... Yeah, the Thor Frog, <laughs> Throg. So, you know, it's like, it's all, it's all types of stuff. Um, but yeah, so they descend upon Miss America, uh, and you know they're gonna take her away. She She Hulk was trying hard to like advocate for for America, but in the end she couldn't do it. And this is basically leading to a small a small revolt from the good people of Arcadia. Now, you've been reading like a bunch of Secret Wars and yes, I haven't. Now, it look it seemed like Thor and Nico were like particularly hurt by her dismissal. Are they like hooking up? <coughs> Wait, are Nico and Miss America? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Or Nick or Miss America and Loki. 
Oh. Huh. Well, because they both seemed like they were hit hard. Yeah, yeah. So, like, either one of them or both of them hooked I up wouldn't, with her? I wouldn't be surprised if, um, if Miss America and Loki might be a possibility only because they were both on the Young Avengers together. Um, I feel like, though... Damn, I, I feel like Miss uh, Miss America was hooking up with somebody by the end of by the end of uh, Young Avengers. For some reason, I felt like it was Kate Bishop. Wait, I, in the in the last incarnation? Yeah, was it? Was no, it? she didn't hook up with anyone. No, who was hooking up in the in in like the last? Everyone else. Um, what else? I mean, I know Marvel was hooking up with. Oh, was that with Marvel and Kate? Okay, were hooking up, but then he, they split up because he went with the one of his dead ex girlfriends, which will happen. That was chasing them. Okay, and uh, you know, Miss America does make a comment. Like uh, when Kate Bishop, like they all start talking about their sexual proclivities. And Kate is like, am I the only one on this team that's straight? And Miss America does make the comment, like, I've seen you how you look at me. You're not that straight. That's hilarious. And, uh, but it stops after that, at least in that book. Oh, okay. So maybe that's what I was thinking about then. So I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember seeing, like, if it didn't happen to Young Avengers. I know her, like, she, her and Loki were kind of had like a, not really a love hate, but they were definitely had like an antagonistic relationship. Like a moonlighting. Yeah. Yeah. If it didn't happen to Young Avengers, then there's no, I don't think there's any reference for it because that's the last place we saw like America. Right. I believe uh, up until now. But we know Nico is like, unless she changed after Avenger Island. Yeah, in the, in the Avengers Arena series. Yeah, but I mean, we know she's pretty like not loose, loose, but she. What are you trying to say? I mean, she. You gonna try to slut shame Nico? No, not slut shaming. Like, sh- whatever, Chris Evans. Better stop it, friggin' Jimmy <laughs> Renner, son of like, a celibate. She has a habit of jumping into the nearest warm bed whenever she. Whoa, whoa! Has an issue. What are you talking? Examples. She says it herself. Like she hooked up with three different people during the Runaway series. Well, Runaway, the, okay, but that's and then she does mention. She says it herself. Like whenever I get stressed out, I jump into the nearest warm bed, and that's true. Like, but, but that was during Runaways, right? Since then, we had Avengers Academy and Avengers Arena, right? But we don't know that she stopped doing that. But we didn't see it happen, right? So you're just like, it might have happened because she's shown a history for. I don't know. Like we don't know about the only one we don't know how loose Miss America is. I like. I think she's tight. I like her. She's a great person. And a good Christian girl. I mean, just because you have sex doesn't mean you're not a good person. Oh, that's you. I don't know. I think that's that. That's what Mary learned in Catholic school. That's what that's what Jay learned in judgment school. Oh, 
You missed it, Mo. He did the lip thing. He's like, I did learn that in judgment school. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about Miss America hooking up. <laughs> no, she's a great character. Like, I've been wanting to see her hook up with somebody. Yeah, I, I still, I'm not 100% certain of what she does. Even I, though she's only, like, she's lesbian. And we know Nico goes both ways. Dude, how do we know that? She hooked, and during the runaway, she hooked up with Lucy. Oh, that did happen. That's true. I know she makes portals, Miss, uh, Miss America. Makes portals. Yeah, she makes, makes portals, she flies, she's super strength. But I don't understand, like, I don't even know where she got her powers from, dude. Does anybody, has anyone ever uh, said? Her race. Is she not human? No. Oh, I didn't know that. Or she's not, like, she wasn't born on Earth. She was born on another planet of full of, Puerto I Ricans. believe they're just all women. Puerto Ricans. And, no. Oh. They're not all Puerto Rican. She's Puerto Rican. Like, her mom and her mom's. She has two moms? Yeah. Like her planet, I think they're all women. Are they two Puerto Rican moms? No. Like That's one's hot. white and one's Puerto Rican. Planet of the Puerto Ricans. I forget. But they're dead. <laughs> Damn. Which is why they were part of the people attacking them. Right. You do read that, right? I do remember reading that. Okay. I, do, I don't remember them being aliens. I just remember them being... Right, they come from a different dimension where they know about Wiccan being the... Puerto Rican aliens. The... I forgot what they called them, the... But the Sorcerer Supreme? Right. Yeah. Okay. No, that's fair. That's fair. But, I mean, honestly, all in all... Um... I felt like A-Force was really good. A-Force was amazing. I feel like... It was like a great, like, I love how the fact that there are all these women on this place, like on whatever, you know, in Arcadia, doesn't ever come into question or is never like an issue or like something that anybody feels like they have to explain. I like that it's just, it's just the women and they're just there. Plus they, there are men there. Are there men? Namor's there. No, well, Namor comes to visit. Right. Okay. I mean, but I'm just saying, like, it's a... I mean, they're in that world, though. Yeah. They're in the same world, but Namor is in Atlanta, Atlantis right. with Namorita and Namora. Right. Which was interesting just in and of itself. Yeah. Like, I don't know about Namora, but it was good to see Namorita again. <laughs> what? You don't like N Namora? No, I don't know about her. Oh. Like, I literally don't remember her. Got you. Like, who is she? She's like Namor, but a chick. Namora. Oh, right. She was from that whole period where gender swapping was cool. I don't know if it was a gender swap. I think it's like she was her own character, but right. female Namor. Right. But they used to be a popular thing. Yeah. I think it's still a popular thing. Not that popular. <laughs> there's no girl Cyclops. Oh, no. But there's a, a girl Thor. Or yeah, a but Thor that a happens gender swap. That's a legacy. I don't know what that means. That means anyone that can pick up the hammer can be Thor. 
BU and I don't know what a beta ray bill is. Like it looks like a horse. Yeah, it's a horse. Yeah. So be you a horse or a frog or <laughs> a woman. Like this, <laughs> as long as you're worthy, you can be Thor. Moses, please say something. <laughs> please, please, please say something, Moses. I wonder, I mean, were there any other characters <laughs> in the book like Tigra or anything like that? I don't remember seeing Tigra. Moses, please say something. <laughs> what? He's right. You can be, if you're worthy, you can be whatever. Any sort of low life form. Oh, son of a bitch. Damn it. See? <laughs> now, G. Willow Wilson and friggin' uh, uh, what's Emily's last name? Bennett? No. Emily? That's Marguerite. No, Emily I think. Emily is, is, is Magnum. No, not that Emily. The other Emily from Through the Woods. Calloway. Oh. Emily Calloway. Carol. Oh, damn it. Carol. Carol. I don't know. Like, I just messed around and added three syllables. Emily Carol and G. Willow Wilson are both listening. Like, wow, they're such pigs. And it's like, I can't even defend us now. It's like, I'm sorry, ladies. You're right. We are pigs. I'm not. I'm... No, no. You're, you're, you're the pig. <laughs> I'm the one that's a pig by association. I'm not actually a pig. But you guys have made me pigs. I can't even defend myself at this like, point. I don't, I don't feel like I'm but a pig. Wait, you know why you don't feel like you're a pig? Because you're a fucking pig. Right. <laughs> you're friggin' too used to being in all this slop. You're friggin' wallowing around. You're like, toss me apples and, and rotted cabbage. You're like, Stick what? Pork in I'm done. Right. Hopefully. If you're lucky, you're a luau pig. Put out your misery. You taste delicious. You're not a warthog? Wait, what? Or wild boar? See, look, hopefully, Tiger Claw, <laughs> Tiger Claw's bebop. <laughs> <laughs> but he's not, he's, he's Latino bebop. He's not black bebop. Anyway, but no, it's, it's a good book. And I can't wait for the second issue to come out. Like, honestly, it's so, look, I will, I will tell you. Like, I'm a lifelong Marvel fan. I've been a Marvel fan for a long, long time. Despite the fact of me being that big of a Marvel fan, when they come out with these big blockbuster crossovers, at no point have I ever felt obligated or encouraged <laughs> to like pick up the, the main series and these crossovers. Because I'm just like, I, I want to read the series. I'm going to do that. I'll figure out if there are like, other issues that I want to be a part of, and maybe I'll get those. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll just read them from somebody else, or maybe I'll, like, you know, like... Borrow it. Borrow it. Right. You know, like, maybe I'll read it. Maybe I won't. You know what I'm saying? I'm picking up everything Secret Wars. Like, I'm like Moses during Civil War. And I'm picking up anything that has... And, like, I'm like, what does it say? Battle World? I want that. <laughs> what is it? Battlefront? I want that. What is it? Last Days? I want that. Anything that has a Secret Wars logo on it, I'm buying. And here's the messed up even part. If, even, even if there was a Howard the Duck comic that says Secret Wars on it? And it said Howard the Duck Secret Wars? Guess what? I'm buying Howard the Duck Secret Wars. There's how many, one, how many issues? Making one. I, if you say so. I haven't seen it yet. Is there a front it's line Howard, Secret Wars? It's called Wars? Howard the Human. You're dumb. Are you serious? <laughs> Are you, I'm, I'm what serious. Oh, I don't. I haven't what seen about that, that yet. Squirrel Girl. What if they did a Squirrel Girl? Uh, absolutely. Board? No, Squirrel Girl is not a, is not a, a 
I hope it's not that new Squirrel Girl. Oh, Joe. Look, don't discriminate against Chunky Squirrel Girl. Don't do it. She's not my Squirrel Girl. No, look, okay. Not your America. Got it. Um, They do have a Frontlines front lines uh secret wars oh good but it's called something else and that's it's not front line it's called like i think it's called secret wars like or like battle world war war journal or something like that okay i haven't read it yet i'm good with that i haven't read it yet but supposedly it is supposed to be along that line so but i will say this everything that i've read secret wars i've really enjoyed and like in a way that i was like surprised by because i bought it just because I was, I don't know what it was. I feel like, I think there's a part of it that's like the nostalgia of like, oh, like, this is the end of the Marvel Universe I grew up with. And I'm like, I'm just going to get these. Because this is the Marvel Universe I grew up with. And even though these things are different, they're going to have elements of what I used to like in it before they change it. Right? Mm-hmm. But I've been reading these books and I'm like, damn it. Like, the... Not not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, which was kind of like the first round of Secret Wars stuff. I was like, man, all those books were fantastic. Whether you're talking about A Force, or whether you're talking about like, um, De- look, Deadpool. Like I remember the like at the comic shop. They're like, I know you said you want all the Secret Wars stuff, but do you want the Deadpool? Because, like, the Deadpool is not, like, actually a Secret Wars tie-in. Yeah, but it has a white cover. <laughs> Wait, and here's what I... I was like, you know what? Give me the Deadpool. Because I just, I just want them all. And I read the first issue of Deadpool, which is Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars. And guess what? Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars is... Like, you're right, they were absolutely right. It does not take place... During this Secret Wars, you know what I'm saying? It's it does not. Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars takes place during the original Secret Wars <laughs> in like the 80s, <laughs> and I'm just like, oh my god! Like, why would somebody not want this? Like, I don't understand. Like, if you had if you had the ability to buy a comic book that tied into the original Marvel Secret Wars. Why would you not buy that? And you know why you wouldn't buy that? Because you're either too young to understand or you're an idiot. <laughs> That's the only reason why. <laughs> and like I feel like like it's Deadpool mad. Deadpool Secret Wars Secret War or Secret Secret Wars is gonna be fantastic. Like 'cause it like I think it is actually gonna be like it, I mean, it's silly and making fun of that era of comics, which I love how those Deadpool books do that. Because they like it's literally right. an homage and a parody at the same time. <laughs> but the fact, like, I feel like it has a storyline that it's actually going to develop into like something that's going to be like, oh, schmack, like this is this is adding to what the Secret Wars was. <laughs> and so I don't know, man. It's all been fantastic. Like, I mean, in in the new stuff, like the the stuff I read from this past week has all been good. Like, I read Inferno. Come on, man. Fig- Inferno. Remember Inferno, the friggin' X Men with Madeline Pryor and friggin' yeah. and oh shit, yeah, Inferno, right? And I read Secret Wars Inferno, man, right with friggin' Magic and Madeline Pryor and friggin' oh dude, they got the like a sick ass uh, 
Havoc cameo in the first issue? <laughs> well, I was just like, dude. You even pick up a Pets Adventure uh, Secret Wars. I'm getting, I'm getting had it. everything. Which don't don't mess around. I believe there is actually a Secret Wars Pet Avengers thing coming. I think. So I think I think there is. If I'm not mistaken, maybe it's not. I don't know. That would be awesome. I don't want to get anybody's hopes like, up. The Pet Avengers are awesome. No, no, the Pet <laughs> Avengers are great. I can't I can't knock them. The Pet the Pet Avengers. And if what you're saying, like you've been really. Like in high praise of all these books, and you make them sound great. I'm, like I know we talk about this shit off the show, right? I'm shocked by how good it is. I read friggin' Modok Assassin today, and I was just like, there was no like I didn't think I would like Modok Assassin. I love Modok Assassin. <laughs> I'm like I can't wait for issue two of that to come out. Modok lives in Killville, that's bordered <laughs> by friggin' the friggin'. The monarchy of M and friggin, uh, what, what what is it called? Sentinel, not Sentinel Island, because it's not an island. It must be the Sentinel it's like Nation. A fjord. No, it's it's like it. Basically, Killville is in between the monarchy of M and the Sentinel, like <laughs> the Sentinel Nation. Like it's all Sentinel. <laughs> I don't even know why there's a whole Sentinel Nation. I don't know why, but there is one, which would make you know what though, because. I, I, you know, maybe the Sentinel Nation is the, I don't know, because I know they have an Extinction Agenda book coming out, and they have an E for Extinction book coming out, which E for Extinction is like the new X-Men book, like the friggin', uh, the friggin', not Malar, what's my boy's name, friggin', Moses, help me. Who did the new original new X Men? Not Alan Moore. Morrison. Oh, oh, Grant Morrison. Grant Morrison. It's the Morrison like era X Men. So like you know the guy that, you know the the leather the leather suits like the Zorn era, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then they I have. I feel that's an era now. It. I mean it it it's been an era for a little bit now you know like, and then the friggin'. The friggin' Extinction Agenda stuff, which I'm just like, oh, jeez, I don't know. Like, they could be living in either one of those. I don't, or actually, no, it makes more sense. You know what it is? It's, it's, it must be, the Sentinel Nation must be uh, Years of Future Past. Because I know they got that book coming out. So that must be what that is. The Years of Future Past book. So, but yeah, jeez. So I don't know, man. They got a lot of cool X Men stuff in. Has in, Mojo showed up? I have not seen Mojo. But he will. Arcade? Arcade has showed up. Arcade Arcade was in. What book was Arcade in? Damn it. Like, here's the messed up part. I don't even remember. Like, <laughs> like so, there's so much stuff happening. Like, damn it. I feel like Arcade was in. Oh, damn it. What was Arcade in? Like, it wasn't an X-Men book, I don't think. But actually, no, it might have been Inferno. Could have been Arcade. Arcade could have been in Inferno. But I don't think so. I feel like Arcade showed up in like a different book. Damn it. There's too much good Marvel stuff happening. And here's the thing. I feel bad because I was just like, I mean, Convergence is done. Like, the final, the final single issue of Convergence finished. I read it. And I was just like, that's that BS. Like, I'm happy. Not only am I happy that it's over, but I'm just like, 
if I was a DC fan, I would be like, oh, like this is what we this is what so, we got to, huh? Like this is this is what we. So pretty much what you're. No spoilers. So I have to read it. Is, uh, Secret Wars was way better than what Convergence has done. I mean, not only. I mean, not. Well, see, I mean, you like Marvel better than DC, so. No, I do, but it's not even about liking Marvel better than DC. It's the idea that there was a buildup to to Secret Wars that was like, I mean. This has been. You read that article that I posted. It must before, be right? years in the making. About the. Uh yes, I I I did read the article about why they felt Marvel's thing was better than DC's, but without the article, it's just like it was a buildup that was like literally years in the making, and not only was it a buildup that was years in the making, but it was literally about the heroes trying to solve this problem and not being able to do it. And when they can't do it, it's like their world ended. And it's like, damn, that sucks for them. And this is the fallout from that. But that makes it feel more epic as opposed to it just like literally, okay, well, one month was our storyline and the next month it's like this. And it's like, well, why did that happen? And if you didn't read Convergence Zero, you don't know. Which is like, well, that should at least be in Convergence 1. Right? Mm. I don't know. But even still, it's like whether you know why it happened or not, that's fine. It doesn't matter. It's just the story wasn't... It's, they're not on the same scale, Jay. Like, that's really the long and short of it. Like, these... And it's not even I'll about... i have to read it and find out. Yeah. And it's not even, like, about... Well, I actually, I guess I'm wrong. The stories are on the same scale. They are on the same scale. What it is, is just the <laughs> the, the difference in the storytelling. Like... And we don't know what the end product is going to be for Secret Wars. You know, we'll find out. But in the, the ride, the ride is fantastic because you got this Thor core and you got friggin' the women of Arcadia and you have friggin' look, Deadpool's Secret Secret War and then you have friggin' just like Modoc Assassin and Inferno and just all these other I haven't even read Old Man Logan yet. Planet Hulk. Pla- pla- listen. Planet Hulk, which has a whole nation like a whole a whole nation that's just Hulks. All types of different Hulks. Weird random Hulks, right? <laughs> has friggin' Captain America. <laughs> As a barbarian, like a pit fighting, like friggin' like Maximus gladiator that rides friggin' devil dinosaur. Oh, dude. I don't know what to tell you. Devil dinosaur. Until, that is something I want to see. Until you get Captain America on the back of a friggin' blood red T Rex, you haven't read comics. <laughs> and I, I want to see Devil Dinosaur in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if that's even possible. Anything's possible now, Tiger Claw. <laughs> Whatever you want to dream about can happen, Tiger Claw. It's like I, I didn't I didn't want to tell you. I don't want to spoil it for you, but Devil Dinosaurs in Captain America Civil War. You can thank uh, Moses for that. I don't know if you'll show up in the movie, <laughs> but But yeah. But 
Needless to say, A-Force is just one of many fantastic books in the Secret Wars. Uh, or at least initially. Because who knows? I mean, I think all these series are going to go like at least like three or four issues, I think. That's what it's looking like. It very well could all unravel and fall apart, but I can't see how. Only because these are the creators that have been wanting to, like the people that Marvel considers some of their top creators doing books and giving the creative license to basically do whatever they want. So, I mean, they, I mean, for all intents and purposes, with very little restriction, they're able to tell the stories they want to tell. And it shows in all of the initial issues because I'm just like, you know, while there were um, some convergence titles that like the... the um, tie-in convergence titles that I read that I was like, oh yeah, this is cool. That's cool too. Like, I found one or two of those that I was really feeling. It's like I, every Secret Wars tie-in that I've read so far has not have been knocking like knocking it out the park. Where I'm like, wow, like these, that's just an interesting concept. And they're far out. Don't get me wrong. Like, if you're looking for the Marvel universe we just left, you're not gonna find it in Secret Wars. So if you're like if you're of the the whole idea where you're like man, I'm just lamenting for the Marvel for the six one six and that's what I really want want to see, it's like I'm sorry for you because it is in fact gone like <laughs> it is gone all the way like not there very li- there's very little remnants of that. I mean the best place that you can probably go is Ultimate End. Ultimate End has some six one six characters in it because. <laughs> Ultimate end is basically like what's left, like the people that were like kind of on the lifeboat <laughs> from the six one six with some of the oh. people that were on the lifeboat from yeah. I want to read that the Ultimate Universe. Oh wait, no. Talking. <laughs> I mean, Joe's like, wait, Ultimate Universe people. Um, but yeah, like, you said lifeboat. I started thinking Future Foundation. Some of those people are in it, which I would like to see them. Yeah, like what they're doing. Some some of those people. Well, I don't know if it's the no. It's not the Future Foundation people. It's like the six one six. Like the Future Foundation people. That's Valeria's boat. Right. We have to kind of see if some if they made it or not. At least I haven't, I I don't know that they have yet. I mean, the close from what I've read and what I've seen, the only place you see like Sue and Valeria is next to Doom. Wait, Sue was on the lifeboat. Sue wasn't. If if I remember Secret Wars one correctly, there was the lifeboat, and the kids and Sue were in the back of it, and then it ripped apart. And oh. that's remember that's what that's what Reed was trying to reach. When no, I didn't see that part. You didn't I read just, Secret Wars one. You read Secret Wars one. Yeah, I don't remember that happening. You don't remember Reed like literally like telling Black Panther like put the shield down. And I, I'm like, it's only going to be a few, like, he's like, you only can put it down for a few seconds. He's like, I can reach him in time, bring the shield down, and you close it when you need to, but I'm going to go and reach my family. And it's literally like Reed stretching his arm to try to grab them before they get, like, torn up by, like, what, whatever it is, like, the temporal, the, the incursion eye. No, I don't remember that. Oh, dude, you got to read that again. It's a, it's a great moment. Because it's like literally Reed Richards like not being fantastic enough, <laughs> and he's just like my family. Oh no, my family! And then I think I don't 
I don't think his arm gets cut off, but damn near. Can his arm get cut off? I, I mean, I would assume. I feel like it can't. I mean, it has to. There has to be a point where it, he can't stretch through anything. Like I feel like Wolverine tried to cut him one time and it didn't work. Yeah, but I mean, Wolverine is is like physical. Like, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying the energy of a of a force field isn't physical, but it's a different kind of physical. It's like, you know, when you have a, a shield that you're like, oh, this is going to protect us from the unreality outside of the shield. It's like if that thing closes on your arm, then your arm just goes away, right? Like, Not if it's fantastic. Oh, well, who knows? Uh, or at least I think. That fool should have stretched and got his family then. <laughs> pull, pull him in through the shield. You know, but yeah, it's 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 good stuff. Uh, a force is a great offering in all that. So, yeah, uh, when the original uh, Secret Wars came out, what was that in the eighties or nineties? Yeah, it's the eighties. And how and what's and how many years since that did we reach to uh, the new Secret Wars? Because I wonder how many years will it take. For Marvel to even revisit it again. Wait, so you, when you say how many years, you mean actual years, or you mean like comic book years? Well, well, t- he uh, just wants uh, to know when they're going to do it again. H- how many years has it been? The original has it been from the original Secret Wars to the new one? Uh, I I feel like uh, Secret Wars, like the original one. I think is like eighty four, but I have to double check. So it's been a number of years, like oh, yeah, a whole like, lot. Yeah, yeah. So basically, mm. what I what I was thinking is, you know, what if you know, after those same number of years passes, that Marvel decides to revisit Secret Wars again? No, nah, I mean, I I don't believe you that think they could do that. I don't think Marvel will do that. The, yeah, the original Secret Wars was May 84. So that means that what? Friggin' f- 2014 is 30 years. So this is... Yeah, so that's what, I'm, 30, that's, that's, 30, that's what I was saying. 31 what? years. No, I don't, I don't think they're going to go back. But, you know, you can never say never, right? Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they'll go back, Tiger Claw. I think this is a, a a one-shot deal. Even though, I mean, technically, Marvel did have that miniseries, right? They had Secret War, which, right. which wasn't the same thing. But so you you think Marvel's going to stay with this new universe forever now? No. I mean, I don't know. I mean, honestly, because it's like, I mean, technically, Marvel's never actually rebooted their universe before, like or. Not like this. Like, you know, DC will give you what they, you know, like a new universe or a new status quo in regards to their multiverse. They do that often. Marvel's never done it. They may reboot characters or give you number ones, but technically all that history is all still there. This will be the first time where Marvel will say, like, okay, like that stuff that happened for some of those characters maybe it didn't happen to this person. So I don't I don't know. Like I don't I don't feel like it'll be if if they ever go back, 
or if they ever like make a change again, I don't think it'll happen quickly just because I don't think they see any reason that they would need to. It's like I I really feel like the majority of the reason why this is happening is because it was a cool story pitch and it was a good reason for them to bring their their ultimate universe characters and their 616 characters together. So and once that happens it's like there's no reason to like make the multiverse or make their universe like be rebooted so, again. Yeah, so once this is over um we cannot use uh, 616 and ultimate anymore. We're just going to have to call it as a single universe now. That would be I, the based on what happened in in like the Avengers books and in in Secret Wars one, I would say yeah, there probably would be only one Marvel universe. But hmm. that would that would remain to be seen because that's how it is right now. But once you get to the end of Secret Wars, who knows what could happen? You know. That's interesting. So it, what ended up happening to the Cancerverse? You know, the, the Cancerverse, I believe, is, is technically a part of 616. Oh, okay. So that'll still be around? No, I mean, the 616 is gone. Technically. Ah. Uh, I hope the Cancerverse survives somehow. <laughs> Why? Cancerverse. I just like it. Like... It's cool. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the cancerverse is another reality. I think the cancerverse is like an inverse thing. Like it's almost like how the negative zone is. You know. All oh, right. So the negative zone will still exist. No. I, and the cancerverse. I think everything's gone right and now. And the shadow zone. <laughs> I think everything is battle world. Oh man, the shadow world. No, 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 no. There's no. Is that what? Is that what they're gonna call it now? For now, battle world. Battleworld is all that, as far as as far as we know as readers, Battleworld is all that exists. I miss the Shadow Zone. So no more, er, no more six one six or Ultimate. It's just Battleworld. Just Battle Nightmare World. King. <laughs> he was pretty mean. Whatever, Joe. So what would you rate A Force J? I give it a four. Yeah. Like, it was thoroughly enjoyable, despite the lack of Nomad. <laughs> um, yeah, the art's decent throughout. Yeah, I like George Molina's art a lot. And uh, I like everything that happens. Like, the characters feel like themselves. Especially when it comes to, like, Miss America. Like, she's young, brash, impetuous. Like, mm -hmm. that is how she would take care of the shark. And and I think that that's a testament to uh, Marguerite Bennett and G. Willow Wilson. Because they got a lot of characters from a lot of different places. And it's like She-Hulk feels like She-Hulk the way that we've known her recently. Uh, uh, Medusa feels like Medusa the way that we've known her recently. Same thing, like you said, with Nico and with Miss America. And it's like none of these characters have been, for the most part, have been together in one book, yet somehow they find a way to, for all of them to feel authentic to who they're supposed to be, 
and they all seem like they've been around each other for a little while too, which is right a pretty good testament to to the book. And I think like Nico and Miss America would hang out, right, right. And I think uh, George and Molina, maybe sleep together. <laughs> and George Molina's art is, is really good too because there's a lot of emotion that gets that gets uh, uh, expressed through the different characters, primarily through their facial expressions and whatnot, because it's not like they're like all posing crazy or anything like that, <laughs> you know, but, but you can tell like, okay, like when people are concerned, they look concerned. When people are angry, they look angry. When, when people are like pleading, they look like they're pleading. And I know She-Hulk has this really good resolved expression right. in one of the panels. Right. Right. And she's just like, that's the way it has to be. That's what it's going to be and done. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. It's a great book. I can't wait for the next issue. And uh, I would give it a four as well. So, cool. Um, Mo, you have time for a little bit of news? No. Oh. Okay. That's plenty of news, though. <laughs> Tiger, <laughs> Tiger, Tiger Claws is producing and has, has, um, has friggin' vetoed. You're not having time, Moses. He's like, you're gonna have to stay no matter what. Da da da. I mean, he wants to pay my overtime. That's fine. All right, you pay his overtime, Tyler. <laughs> you owe him. You owe him eight tamales. Okay, just a little bit of news, real quick. Just a real. Yeah. Ooh, comic book news. We should have a like. Uh, comic book like current. Uh, <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't have the news ready. I'm pulling it up. I'm pulling it up, I swear. Uh-oh. What's happening? Okay. Um, But I do know there was, like, stuff that happened. Um, I'm trying to think. What's some of the stuff that you guys like that happened? Well, I mean, maybe I can start. <laughs> I like that Tron 3 maybe. got canceled. Do do you really? Are you happy about that too? Yeah, I don't give a shit about that movie. You didn't like the last Tron movie? I'm not. I, I, I mean, I'm, it was fine. I'm bummed I about I that. I don't care. Like, I, I didn't, honestly, I didn't even know they were making the third one. Huh. That's interesting. I don't know. For some reason, I felt like, you know, Tron Tron 3 was a... I mean, the f- last Tron was a good flick. It was fun. Tron never got made. No, no, I mean... I know three didn't get made, but the last one, which is funny because I was like, I, when I read the story, I was like, oh, man, like, they're going to do the second one, but not a third one? I'm like, why are we talking about the third Tron? Not realizing that I was like, oh, they're talking about the first Tron as one. Right. Which because the second one was a sequel to that. Right. But, you know, I'm confused. Or I was confused for a hot second because I'm like, oh, that's what we're, we're counting that's from start from there. Say what? Say what, Mo? Mo, I missed the joke. What was it? Oh, that's why they canceled it because you don't even know which one's which. 
I knew they were going to make another one. I just didn't realize what number we were at. Because nobody really gives a shit. Tron 3, that's, uh, that's a number. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tiger Claw. That's what they were calling it because the second one was called Tron Legacy. No, no, I get it. I get it. I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, this is not comic book news. And it came from, oh, Ti- great. And it came from Tiger Claw. But they're saying uh, The Rock is going to produce and star in a remake of Big Trouble in Little China. I think I love that idea. There I, is a Big Trouble in Little China What exactly do you love about it? You know, I, th- I, I just can see The Rock in that kind of movie. And like, as long as it's like... To- like it's not to say that he's like Kurt Russell, because he's not, but as long as it's like a totally like a reboot, like not a sequel, but if it's like, oh, okay, let's take that concept and like make a modern version of it. If you want to put The Rock in that movie, I'm totally there. Like I love that. Hmm. Like yeah, I, could, I, him, I think he would know, be he, he would be fantastic in that movie. It's like it's almost the kind of yeah, movie him, he was made to be in. Yeah, other than other than point. being like Black Adam, because that might be the movie he was made to be in, being hmm. Black Adam. I think he's getting too much overexposure. <laughs> hey, do you really? Yeah. Have you seen Have you seen San Andreas? <laughs> no. I mean, that, that was Nobody a pretty good flick. And he, Joe wants to see it. I like disaster movies. Yeah. So, you know. But, yeah. So they canceled that joint. And it's okay. I guess. Yeah, I'm pretty bummed about it being canceled. I liked the second one. Yeah, I liked it too. I I like where they were going with... For the third, but I guess we'll never know. Uh, Why don't you go write fan fiction? (laughs) Uh, speaking of reboots, uh, they're saying the friggin' League of Extraordinary Gentlemen's gonna get a movie reboot. Yeah, Why it's not a sequel. Petty Dreadful. It's called Petty Dreadful. Is there? Is That's there? TV show. No, I know. I know the show. I don't know. It's pretty much League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Really? Are there, yeah. What are they? Aren't they? Mon- aren't they a monster? No, it's Dory Ray, the vampire chick. The like huntsman guy, and then like a werewolf, and a vampire, and like Frankenstein. I don't know. That feels like monsters. Yeah, but it's literary monsters, not like you know, it's not like American Vampire or anything. It's actual like stuff that we've seen before in literary works teamed up together. Okay. Which is what League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was. League. Because the it was written by Alan Moore, right? It was written by Alan Moore. Go ahead, but it's re- like there's monsters and like sci-fi characters in it and adventure characters. It's literary characters from different genres teaming up, and there is monsters. Like the Invisible Man is like a sci-fi horror novel from back in the day, and Dorian Gray is is classic Victorian horror and then the vampire chick like that's a vampire and Jekyll and Hyde that's you know 
sci-fi horror too. Like that's that's yeah. what League of Extraordinary Gentlemen was, and that's what this show is. So why are they rebooting instead of just doing a sequel? I think they the the original movie's basically considered a failure. So yeah, that was the movie that Alan Moore hated. That's yeah. not he, he hates, hates every, every movie. movie. That's true too. I mean, that you know, I think that was the mo- the one movie that caused him to hate Hollywood. Nah, no, he's always hated movies. He's a yeah. what do they call those people? Elitist, cine, cynic, cine. What's the opposite of file? Cynophobic? Yeah, he's cynophobic. <laughs> but, uh... Yeah, that's no reason to not make a sequel. No, it's not going to be a sequel. It'll be a reboot. Right. I mean, just because the first one failed isn't a bad... isn't a reason to reboot it. They mm. should just make a sequel and go on from there. Mad Max isn't a reboot. No, that's a sequel. Right. That's what League of Extraordinary Gentlemen should do. No, but Mad Max was yeah. made by the same guy that made the original. So? Yeah, Fury Road. And, and that was, like, considered Fury a success. Fury Road actually takes place between World Warrior and Thunderdome. Is that true? That's, that's what I heard uh, George Miller said in some interviews. No, oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't, I, I don't, there's no details it looks like. But it is happening. <laughs> so, good luck to them for that. <laughs> the end. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, I don't know if you guys knew this, but coming out of Convergence, Brian Hitch is going to be writing and friggin' drawing Justice League. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Why is that thank God? I love his art. Yeah, but we don't know if he can write. He writes good enough for me. Yeah, how, how do you know that, Joe? I read uh, his Batman run. Which Batman run did Brian Hitch do? The one where he drew him with all the like lights and shit on his belt, on his costume. I don't think that's the same guy. Yeah, it is. Brian Hitch had a bat, an artist, an artist writing run on Batman. Yeah, I thought that was friggin'. That was what's the old boy's name that, like the the DC Jim Lee. Oh right, right, right. What's that guy's name? Mo. He left Marvel. Oh, hold on. Uh, Brian, Brian, not Brian. David Finch. Right. That's who you're thinking about. Yeah. And David French's run wasn't, like, story-wise, wasn't that good. To you. I know, to but all But you don't really like DC, so. To all of us. What? So I don't so care we what all you like, think. We all like Batman. That's number one. No, no, like, whoever tells you they don't like Batman's a liar. That's number one. But we don't all like everyone's run of it. Well, of course, but David Finch. Like, I'm not a big fan of you, like, Bow down and suck Zack Snyder's cock. Wait, is it Snyder? Who's doing it now? <laughs> Scott Snyder's doing it now. Right, you bow down and suck his cock over how great he's writing. I, I was like... I really don't. I'm not 
I like this I, run. I, I'm not a big fan of this run. That's why I haven't been reading it. You you didn't like the friggin' uh, Court of Owls joint. I like the tie-ins more than I like the actual story. I don't believe that. Oh, you, I do. You didn't like Night of the Owls? Which one was that? That's the one with, with the basically the Court of Owls, like, releasing all of the the friggin' talons and whatnot, and then... Oh, but before that, it ended up being like there was a, a guy that was actually Owlman. You don't, you didn't read, did you read that? You didn't even read that. No, I don't think I did. Okay. You should read his run and then see if you like Dude, it or not. I started reading it, and it wasn't good. You know what I did love about his run, though? The art. Capullo is amazing. Yeah, no, no. Capullo's art is great. But Snyder is not a, the Batman writer for me. And I know he's done other stuff that I like, but I just wasn't feeling his Batman run. But the Finch Batman run I did like. Okay. Hey, if you say that, we're going to believe you. It's just that simple. But Brian Hitch. Now, what did Hitch do? Authority. Oh. Like he was the widescreen comics guy. Like the uh, guy. Yeah. I didn't read Authority. What else did he do? Um, What else did Brian, Brian Hitch do? Um, huh. I'm trying to think. I, I know he's done. I mean, I'm trying to think of it there. I mean, he didn't. I don't think he did. Anything writing-wise or anything else writing-wise. But uh, he did Ultimates. Which one? Which Ultimates? Which arc? Um, was it that initial one? I feel like it was the initial Ultimates. Oh, um, I love that. The initial Ultimates was amazing. I think it was. Like, I never knew I could love Captain America <laughs> until I read that. Yeah, I feel like it was the the initial one, but I might be wrong. Yeah, so if he's writing Justice League, it'll be great. But you haven't seen him write. You said he wrote Ultimates, right? No, no, he drew. Oh, he hasn't? I don't. I don't know that he's written anything aside from Planetary. No, no, I said, I said. Authority. Oh, he, authority? He, he, drew, he wrote that. No, he drew that. Oh, he hasn't written anything before? I don't... N- I find that hard to believe that they would give him Justice League <laughs> if he's never written before. I don't know, man. I'm not... I'm not like, sure. That's a tough sell. I'm telling you. Like, I think you're missing some background info. No, dude. I don't think I am. That's, the, that's what I'm telling you. Like... He might very well. This might be his first writing gig. I don't know. that. Does that sound right to you? Like, we're going to let this artist that's never written before write Justice League? Dude, what should be our flagship like, book? When, when friggin' Finch did Batman, that was his first writing. Yeah, but that's Batman. Batman is a bigger book than Justice League. 
bigger in terms of sales. What other determinant do you want to use? Like popularity. So you think Batman is less popular than the Justice League? Yes. Oh well, you're wrong. You're wrong. Like, like, think of it like this: How many Batman movies? How many Batman video games? How many Batman merchandise have you seen versus Justice League? Yeah, I don't. I don't buy that argument. Well, that's because you want. I don't. You want to be ignorant. I don't know why. Like, I don't just. What What more do you want? Like, you don't need Justice League. What do you want? Merch. Like, because you merch you out. Pick, you pick whatever to. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 let no. Me, no. Let you me pick. Finish. No, no. I don't want you to finish. You pick the, the, the way that we determine what is a bigger pr- franchise. You pick it. Just tell it to me. And I'll tell you that Batman does it better than Justice League in any way. It doesn't even matter what you want to pick. Whether you're talking about animation, merchandise, sales, comics, like whatever. Pick it. Tell me what. All right. There's no Justice League mobile. How about we there, choose... There's the no pro- J- JLA pajamas. How about we choose the property with the most popular characters in it? Batman is more popular than any other character with the, maybe the exception of Superman. Maybe. Which, even that's, even that's wait, up for grabs. Right. Okay. That's my point exactly. So you're saying Batman is the most popular character of all... The DC Universe. Basically. Well, well, you know what Batman is in? He's, he's the most successful. You know what he's in? Yeah. He's in the Justice League. Yeah, but nobody cares. So, one, Batman Batman has Batman. The Justice League has Batman. They both have the most popular character in the DC Universe. Who's the second most popular character? Superman. He's in Justice League. Batman is in Batman. Batman and Superman are in Justice League. People like to pretend that they like Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is not in Batman. Justice League has Batman, the number one character people love. Superman, the number two character people love. Wonder Woman, the character people pretend to love, even though they haven't read her book in years. But none of that makes it more popular than Batman. I'm saying it's more popular because it has those characters in it. No, but you'd be right if it was like a, a, a summation. Like if it was a math problem, you'd be correct. But it's not. It's real life. And it's like, Batman is more popular than the Justice League. It's just, that's just what it is. Oh, I disagree. You're wrong. You know you're wrong. I'm not wrong. How, how, how are you right? Like, in what way is because Batman less the, popular than the Justice League? In the way that he has, the Justice League has all the characters you love and the characters you pretend to love the characters you think you love, but then when you read them, you don't actually love them. What was the more like, successful cartoon? Justice League or Batman the Animated Series? Justice League. No. Batman the Animated Series is a more popular cartoon. No. Yeah. No. How, how many seasons of Batman the Animated Series were there? Four. Batman the Animated Series did came out first, though. And how many, how many seasons of Justice League were there? Four. <laughs> really? You're going to say it was four? Mm-hmm. You're not going to split those into two different series? No. Okay. So let's put it like this then. Do you feel like Batman the Animated Series, like it was the fourth season of Batman of the Animated Series, which is probably the least popular of the Animated Series? Right. Do you feel like that series or that season was less popular than 
I mean, realistically, it might be more popular than all of the seasons of Justice League, but maybe you might get one out. One, I don't think that's true. And think of it this way. The reason you can do a Justice League cartoon is because it has Batman in it. I understand that. So you're going to get all the shit you love from Batman the Animated Series. You're going to get all the shit you love from the Superman series. Plus, we're going to throw in Wonder Woman because you think you like her. We're going to throw in... I don't know, like the Martian Manhunter, because you actually don't know who he is. If I didn't know comics, I think you'd convince me. But well, you know, I know Flash. comics. We're Tiger Claw. I forgot about him. You know, I know all this stuff already. We're gonna right? throw in Hot Girl because we want another girl in there. I mean, it's like the. It's just because it encompasses. It's that not, it's, it's not the same. Counts as more popular. It doesn't. Everything Batman does by himself is more popular than Justice League stuff. Like, people get Batman. Some people get Justice League, some people don't. And it's not to say they don't want it to happen. It's not like, you know, maybe after this movie comes out, which I doubt, you'll be right, but you'll be wrong. Because, like, they're screwing Justice League up again. It's like, the only time they've ever gotten it right is during the animated series. And it's like, even then, it still wasn't as popular as Batman, the animated series. It was like, it's a joint that rode off the coattails of the Batman series and the Superman series. But, you know. Well, you can say that about Superman. It rode off the coattails of the Batman series, which is why it had less seasons. I mean, because it wasn't as popular. But you know what had more seasons than Superman? Justice League. Because people love Superman, and so they watch Justice League for Superman. People love Batman, so they watch Justice League for Batman. It has people pretend to like Wonder Woman, so they watch (laughs) Justice League for Wonder Woman. You can keep saying it; it's not going to make it true, Joe. It's just not. It's okay. No, it's it's true. (laughs) I mean, we can we can disagree on this, but uh. They're making a Deadpool versus Thanos, Thanos, a Deadpool versus Thanos uh, comic. Oh, that's what I don't want to read. Okay. They're going to both be, um, well, you know, Thanos and Deadpool both have uh, X in common in regards to death. And so it's going to be about death. Wait. Yeah. Deadpool dated death? Yep. When did that happen? Oh, you obviously haven't been reading Deadpool, my friend. You're right. I know. It's I haven't read Deadpool since I think, Cable and Deadpool Civil War. I after that, but before he married his current demon wife. So, in between. Mm. I think the demon wife is getting a, a Secret Wars tie-in too. I think it's called Mrs. Deadpool and, and something or other. Wait, Mrs. Deadpool is a demon? Oh yeah. Yeah, she's a look. She has wings. Mm. But yeah, she's. <laughs> people are like, "Why did he say she has wings?" <laughs> like, uh, but yeah, she has wings. Um, yeah, she's like a demon princess. Um, but yeah, it should be an interesting book related to Mephisto. She's not related to Mephisto, as far as I know. Uh. Let's see. 
Lumberjanes is being made into a movie. Which Lumberjanes? Yeah, Lumberjanes is actually a. Uh, uh, it it's definitely a book that has. <laughs> For a second, I thought you were gonna say good. Oh, which I know you weren't. No, no, I I I haven't read it. I have read it. It's it's on Boom, um, and it is definitely um a book that has its own following. But I've never, I, honestly, I've never read it. It's supposed to be pretty cool. Um, so it's this. T- Eras, Strangers in Paradise. Everyone says it's cool, but nobody reads it. Nah, you know what? I think people, I mean, I mean, it may not be mainstream, so Everyone like said, Strangers in Paradise, but I think right. people, people read it. I've had people tell me I need to read it. Yeah, people said that about Strangers in Paradise. <laughs> like, Did Strangers in Paradise get made into or option for a movie? Uh, probably after Ghost World did. That's funny. Yeah, it's uh, it's about five girls who encounter supernatural forces while at summer camp. And it's created by Shannon Waters, uh, Grace Ellis, Noelle Stevenson, and Brooke A. Allen. Hmm. So, well, I don't know if I'm going to read it. I bet Jeffries doesn't have it, do they? They've they've had it. I've seen it. So, uh, you know who uh, who uh, Tilda Swinton is? No. Okay. I'm uh, I'm not quite familiar with her, but she's been around. <laughs> What does that even mean? I mean Tiger Claw? Uh, she like, was in that. Are you trying to say that you had movie, sex with uh, Tilda Swinton? Uh, Tilda Swinton. Yeah, Tilda Swinton. She was in that movie uh, about the train. The Taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3? No, no. The, the uh, uh, Snowpiercer. She was in that. Why do you keep talking about that movie? Nobody watches Nobody watches no, that. No, Tilda Swinton was in Snowpiercer. Like, no one's ever... No one... Ever has watched Snowpiercer ever? I I watched Snowpiercer. No, I don't think you did. I did. It was actually really good. No, I don't believe that. What? what why don't you believe it? <laughs> Wait, how could how could you not believe it? I've seen the cover for it. It looks terrible. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't think most people would like it, but I actually liked it a lot. And I was surprised by how much I liked it. I'm trying to think of a movie that you've seen that she was in. Um, let's see. Damn it. Um, oh, she's the friggin' uh, she's the White Witch in Chronicles of Narnia. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. Okay, you remember the White Witch? They were supposed to make all of those, but they stopped after how dismally number three did. Well, dude. And it did dismally because they fucking changed it. No, no, no. It's not. It's not. I mean, part of it might be the change's fault, but it turns out that dry British kids aren't, don't make for movie magic. 
I like those movies. Nah, man, the first one is really dull, dude. Not and for I me. Lo- and I love the book. The book I think is great. The movie I was like, oh my god, like this is actually. Like I like, I like that movie. Yeah. The second movie wasn't that great, but it's because they they cut so much stuff out of it. How and much, then the third movie, the they cut stuff out and and changed it. Like, uh. She was in... Um, and I really wanted to see the silver chair. Yeah, I know you did. She was in Const- the Constantine movie. As the demon? Gabriel. Right, okay. You know what I'm talking about now? Yeah. I mean, uh, I knew the White Witch, but... Oh, okay. That's a better movie. Well, not really. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like a lot worse. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think that's true, Joe. Um, but still. So they're, they're thinking she's going to play the ancient one in Doctor Strange. Which, I don't know if I you know. That the, yeah. If you, I don't know if you know. Yeah, who, I read that the ancient one is Asian. He, some old Asian guy. He, he is, a, in fact, an old Asian guy. And I'm like, damn it. Like, it must be rough. To be an Asian actor in Hollywood, boy, because like you can't even get the stereotypical Asian roles anymore. Yeah, it is tough being an Asian actor. Because I'm like, the ancient one is literally like old Asian mystic. <laughs> and you know, Gordon Liu is still alive, so he could do it. Who's Gordon Liu? Like he did like I mean, they, they, if, like they, a thousand kung yeah, fu they, movies. He was in a yeah, Kill Bill. Yeah. As what? As the old Asian guy that trains the bride. Got you. Yeah. They could have cast someone like James Hong to play the ancient one. No one knows who that is, Tiger Claw. Who is that? That's 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 David Lopan from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah? That would have been a good ancient one, too. Yeah. No, Gordon Lee. Hey, either one of those guys works. No. They're both good actors, and they both are old enough. But it's just like... I've never seen him in anything else. But I'm just like, why... Like, you took, like, literally... The, I mean, there's two Asian people in Doctor Strange. One of them... You, you've reduced your, your Asian population by 50% <laughs> by deciding, you know what? We're going to cast a white chick. <laughs> it's like, oh... It's rough. It's like because Lord knows there won't be another white chick in the Doctor Strange movie, right? Like, oh, who? Look, I mean, I'm sure, right? Dude, come on, really? I know in the animated joint, what? Joe? There was barely any women in it. Joe, what? You know, there's another white woman in Doctor Strange. I'm just talking about. Let's not even talk about. I mean, it takes place in New York. That's number one. But let's say it didn't take place in New York. How how many times do white women pop up in movies? Like, like as extras? It doesn't matter whether they're extras or not. There's still white women working. How many Asian extras do you think they're going to be? Probably like zero. Maybe one. Mm. It's like, well, guess what? They're not going to get to do feature. <laughs> At least they thought they were because they're like, oh, well, there's Wong and there's the ancient one. So at least I get to play one of those. You know, two stereotypical Asian roles, but at least we get to be in the movie. They're like, well, guess what? We're going to take one of those stereotypical Asian roles away. <laughs> we, we, feel like, we feel the character needs a little more depth, so we're going to cast a white woman. <laughs> like, wait, wait, what? 
<laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> now, is she going to play a is man? She wear a lot of that old-ass makeup. I'm sure she probably won't. Like, because she was kind of, like, half man, half not. Like, she was genderless in Constantine. That's true. So maybe she'll be a man in this. If she plays an Asian man. Maybe she's trying to do the, like, opposite Tyler Perry thing. If she plays an Asian man, I'm walking out of Doctor Strange. I'm done. <laughs> I'll let you know right now. If this chick is an Asian man, I'm done <laughs> with Doctor Strange. I don't even want, like, you let people know, Joe. I don't want anybody to ask me where I'm going. I don't want nobody to be like, oh, hey, since you're getting up, can you bring me back? No, I'm done. I'm out of this movie. I'm done. I'm like, why can't Asian actors get roles? They can't even be the Asians anymore? That's messed up. They already, look, they already did it to the black people. We, you know, they're black movies that get made with no black people in them. Yeah, but they, made, they let us be Jimmy Olsen. No, no, we don't want to be Jimmy Olsen. And We're Johnny gonna... Storm. No, I don't want to be Johnny Storm either, god damn it. Damn it. <sighs> Their family adopted a white <laughs> We Look. get to adopt white children in the movies. <laughs> I tell you, man. This whole this whole race oh, this whole race bending thing is gonna bite us in the backside soon. When they start when they start casting white people in <laughs> roles that are for black people, dude, I want to see an all-white version of Roots. They go, you guys. That gonna, is one thing, but when they start gender bending the characters, oh boy, you guys are gonna be angry. Like, look, when you get white Shaft, you are gonna be like, wait a minute, Shaft can't be white. Why not? There's no reason because you get, they're gonna be like, there's no, there's no fundamental reason for the character that he can't be white. And then y'all gonna have nothing to stand on. Y'all gonna just have to take uh, your black, they, take your black Peter Parkers and just well, take that say, instead. Bunch and of yeah, and then they will say, "But there are white African Americans." I don't. That, that would be their that's, excuse. That's not true. There's, there's no such thing as a white African American. Uh, Charlize Theron. She's not an African American. She's South African. There used to be a lot of that white African Americans. Wait, does Charlie? Charlie's you. You can't to be African American. You have to be born here, right? Well, she was born in Africa. She's African. No, she's South African. African. Well, she. Why are you making that distinction? Like Africa she, is one continent. Wait, for, for, why are you saying it to me, like, as if you're saying it to me like Africa is a nation? Africa's not a nation. Right, it's a continent. Right. So she's from Africa. She's from South Africa. She's from the continent of Africa. It's like she's African, but she's from South Africa. She's from Africa. No, she's not from Africa. You don't. You're not it's like I'm from America. <laughs> you're American. South I'm South from Africa America. You're American. You're, you're from California. You're from L.A. You can be from America. You can be American because America is one nation. And it's a country. North America. Right, right. It's a country. I'm Ameri American. No, more than America is a country. The Americas. No. The, I'm from the Americas. You're not from the Americas. You're from America because that's the nation. That's where your nationality is. Charlie Theron is from South Africa. That's where she's from. That's her country. 
South Africa. Africa's not a country. It's a continent. You understand? She's not, oh, she's African. No, she's not, it's not one place. There's a lot of independent nations in that, con in that continent. Just like America. No. But we're all Americans. No, we're not all Americans. We are. We're all, all the North people. Americans. No, no, no. The Canadians are Americans. No, no. Americans. The Canadians are Canadian. The Mexicans are Mexicans. And we're all North and Americans. The, we're not all, we're, we're all from North America. We're North Americans. But no, no one says that, right? Everyone says it. No. Who, who's Especially who, the Mexicans. Who said we're all North Americans? Who's ever said that to you? No one's ever said that to me until just now. <laughs> no one's ever said that. We're all North Americans. Oh you, you, you identify with where your flag is from. I know British people say it all the time. They say what? North Americans. They don't say North Americans. They do. They round us all up into one big okay, well, continent. Well, they're wrong for that too, right? Because Lord knows that you're not like a Canadian, and you're also not like a Mexican. I like pancakes. I don't. Canadians I don't, like pancakes. Americans like pancakes, Joe. North Americans like pancakes. No, we do. Look, guess what? I bet you in Mexico they're kind of like, uh, they're okay. They're not a tortilla. You know, if they didn't like pancakes, why would they come over here illegally? To get away from the pancakes. To get away from violence and to make money to send it's back to To get their away families. from tortillas. No, no. And to get some pancakes. No. Yes, some of them are waffle people. It's, it's okay. The messed up part is, as wrong as you are about this, you're still less wrong about this than you are about Batman and the Justice League. That's the messed up part. No. I'm not <laughs> about that no, 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 no. You're, you're doubly wrong about that as you are about this. What else is happening so we can get out of here? Uh, oh yeah, uh, there's there. Well, there's two things that I go ahead. That, that I posted. One is uh, you heard that uh, Robert Kirkman is going to be writing one of the Transformers movies. What you heard about that? I did not hear Robert about Kirkman. The, no, I know who he is. The creator. Yeah. Of the <laughs> Robert Kirkman's going to write. When you say one of the Transformers movies, wow, that means that means he's writing like number I'm five. So not excited about that. Or that means he's writing like. The Bumblebee spinoff that they're trying to say is going to happen. Well, there's, there's a Bumblebee you know, spinoff? There's a bunch of writers, and he's one of them. Wow, that's going to be great with the robot that doesn't talk. And I just wonder. But know, I guess Robert he doesn't need to talk because it'll be all the humans that do the talking. All the humans in the Bumblebee movie yeah, to, are going to talk, and Bumblebee article. won't. He'll just play music. So I like this sounds like a bad movie, but I know he's gonna make a lot of money off of it. So, I mean, ha, good for I mean, him. Robert Kerman, like I'm saying it wrong. Robert Kerman is known for making The Walking Dead and stuff, but has he ever done anything quite like this before? I mean, has he ever written? You know, uh, Walking Dead is uh, you know it's filled with a lot of human drama and all that stuff, with zombies occasionally showing up, but. This is like uh, completely different for him. I mean, can he write robots? Yes. Now, I don't know if you noticed it, Tiger Claw. He doesn't know. It's okay. Tell him. But that question is completely asinine. It's not asinine. Like, it, it is. Tiger Claw doesn't know. He doesn't read comics. It's asinine. He doesn't can know. Can he write robots? 
He doesn't. That's the, the most asinine he question. He writes humans as, in, in The Walking as Dead. As far as Tiger Claw knows, well. all he um, writes is zombie fiction. He doesn't know that Robert Kirkman writes Invincible, which is like one of the best superhero comics out, period. He doesn't know that. How is he supposed to know? Until they make it into a TV show. They did on MTV. No. Nah, it was a motion it comic. It was a motion comic. That's different. It's an actual TV a show. A terrible, terrible you need, comic. You need, you need actors in it for Tiger Claw to pay attention. Yeah, no, he can, he can write robots, but... And honestly, like... I don't think I'm going to see it. I wouldn't be. So I think I'm done with Transformers. I, I don't know how you. I don't think I can do it how'd anymore. You, how'd you last this long? I don't understand how you like looked at a preview and saw Optimus Prime riding on the back of Grimlock and was like, you know what? I'll give that a go. I don't understand how you did that. I was like, I was like, damn it, Joe is a big Transformers fan. Like Joe loves Transformers. <laughs> As much as I do, uh, he, yeah, he'll see he'll see all these movies, no doubt. And it was like one of those things where I was like, I like when Raymond did it, and like just like went all in on Transformers from like I mean Raymond been all about Transformers since like the first one. It's like I was just like, wow, like Raymond's a big Transformers fan. Like Raymond's the only guy I know that might be a bigger Transformers fan than I am. But after he was like, oh no, like I like the first two. I'm like, no. He's definitely not bigger than me now. <laughs> he done lost his status. He done drunk the Kool-Aid. This fool's jumping off the cliff with the rest of the lemmings. <laughs> I don't get it. And, you know, I mean, to a certain degree I do because Raymond's like, if these movies didn't exist, then we wouldn't be getting, like, new Transformers stuff. Like, we wouldn't be getting new cartoons and new toys. Like, but I don't like the new cartoons. I know. I, I understand that. Like, they're Even based though, like. They're like two new cartoons, right? One's based off the movie, and one's like based off of Rescue Heroes. Nah, dude, no, no, you can't. If you're talking about, uh, uh, well, robots in disguise, they are even yeah. As they based are even talking about making a Cybertron movie. As uh, right, as based on the the movie, that's wrong. Because it's not. No it, prime. Oh. Even Prime's not based on the movie. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm telling you it's not. I'm pretty sure Bumblebee doesn't talk. But, Joe, it's like, I'm not saying Bumblebee talks, but that's not the only thing that makes it based on the movies. It's like a non-talking Bumblebee. I'm pretty sure Optimus Prime has flames on him. Uh, Joe, you're you're talking like, I'm telling you, it's not based on the movies. Like I, I watched it. I watched Prime. Prime is a different thing. Well, I mean, you're a diehard Transformers fan. Of course you're going to watch it. Dude, well, how, are you gonna, have, how, how are you going to say that to me like you have standards? You don't have integrity. You watched Optimus Prime right on the back of Grimlock. That happened. That was you. They went to go see that. I didn't go see that. Yeah. That wasn't my fault. That it that was happened. your fault. It was absolutely your fault. Like I didn't know it was, was going to be a you plot point. You you not only did you know that like, was I in the movie. He, I thought he fell on him on accident. Not only did you know it was in the movie. He was going to roll off. You paid the ticket to go see. Like I thought it was a combat roll. You didn't stay. You didn't. Or you didn't leave. You stayed and watched that happen, and then found out that other Transformers riding other Dinobots. Like you, you were. Yeah, no, I blocked that part out of my no, memory. No, that happened, dude. That happened. And you watched it happen. And you didn't leave. <laughs> and you're going to try to tell me that I shouldn't be watching Transformers Prime. Transformers Prime is actual Transformers I mean, fiction. It's actual Transformers it fiction. how they're going to top that. Humans, humans only come in every, like, two episodes in that joint. 
dude, they were in the first ones. What's that have to do with every two episodes? R.C. was like telling the little kid that she hated to get home safe. And that his mom is worried about him. It's like, I couldn't stay on board after that. I don't get it, Joe. And why was R.C. black? What do you mean she's All black? All this damn race bending. Was she black? What do you mean? In Transformers <laughs> Prime, she was black. She's not black. What makes her black? Like her color? She wasn't black. She was blue. Pretty sure she was black. You're wrong. In the first episode. No. Maybe she got a paint job in that second one. She doesn't get... There's no paint job, Joe. She's blue. That's just your racism. Pull, pull up a picture. Let me see blue RC. There she is. She's blue. You see it? Yeah. Okay, good. Still the wrong color. I what you're talking about? She's Look, I, I also would like you to note that there is no flames on Optimus Prime. I notice Bumblebee is in a Volkswagen bug. Well, yeah, that's because, you know, Volkswagen doesn't let us do that. He doesn't even look like a bug, like a knockoff version. No, he's not a bug. He he's, could be a cube. He's a Camaro, like in the movie. That would movie. be closer. I, like, that's what I said. It's based off the movie. Bumblebee, and, and Bumblebee the is, is like the This movie. version of Bumblebee talks, right? Uh, which version? I mean, the, the in the cartoon, the new cartoon, Bumblebee talks, no? You know, I don't, I don't know. I haven't seen the new cartoon. Uh, Robots in Disguise? I think he does. I don't. I, I haven't I seen I've it. Never seen previews of. It's the it's the one. Does Megatron turn into a hand? The leader. I I what the hand? No. Like in the other cartoon. You're talking crazy. He turns into a hand. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> like it's weird because he's not even like a combiner, but he turns into a hand anyway. I don't know anything about it, Joe. <laughs> that even sounds more ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, Joe, you sound more ridiculous. Hey, I wouldn't have chose that for his transformation. I know he's not a combiner. One, although, sound ridiculous. Uh, I would love that. Would actually be kind of cool, though. Like, if they had a leadership combiner. Yeah. Which was like Megatron, Scorponok. I wouldn't go that route. I guess. I would pick, like, the the leaders and then make, like, their lieutenants. But I can see where you're coming from. Scorponok and then, like, a Galvatron. Right. And then we'll throw in Cyclonus and Starscream and Shockwave. No, not just, yeah, not Cyclonus. Starscream and Shockwave. Wait, did I say Cyclonus? Oh, yeah, I meant Cyclonus. Yeah, I can understand why you would add him if you didn't have another leader to go with, but... No, he's a lieutenant. Like, he could be an appendage. He could be the weapon. He's the he's the target master. <laughs> Actually, that would be awesome. Like, Starscream and Cyclonus were the guns. <laughs> Tiger Claw, give us a final thought, buddy. Sure. Um, have you guys seen the image of Bebop and Rocksteady for TMNT 2? I did. They're, they're human forms. Yeah. You did? I did. 
What did you think? Are they wearing the glasses? Uh, Bebop has the purple mohawk and the vest, and Rocksteady is being played by Sheamus from the WWE. No, but Be- glasses. Bebop, Bebop has the glasses. Are they wearing those glasses? Bebop no, no, has a yeah, glasses. Bebop doesn't have the glasses, but he does have the nose ring. Wait, doesn't Bebop, Bebop doesn't have glasses? I don't give a fuck about the nose ring. I want the glasses. See, I already have a reason Maybe not to see the, this movie. The, the thing is, uh, these images are of them as humans, so they'll mutate in the movie so maybe they'll have maybe he'll have the glasses on oh he'll get the glasses when he mutates like part of his face will turn into glasses that's what happens yeah Yeah, that's what happened to turbo team right but anyway i i like the way they look because it looks like it came out right out of the cartoon i mean the fact that they're going, they're going all out with Bebop having pur- a purple mohawk and all that stuff. Isn't Childish Gambino supposed yeah. to be in the movie? I don't know. Or who's playing Baxter Stockman? No idea who that is. The, the, uh, uh, Donald I have, Glover. I have no idea. Right. Yeah, he's Childish Gambino. Right. Okay. Jay, give me a final thought, man. Oh, final thought. I am going to write that Nomad fan fiction. I've been working on it already. Good. I have a title. What's the title? I don't want anyone to steal it, so I'm not going to say it on the air. Joe. But, I, but I'll tell you after. <laughs> okay, Joe. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. We'll be back next week. Make sure you go ahead and uh, like our, I mean, well, follow us on Twitter, like our Facebook, uh, let us know what it is you want to hear, what you what you want us to talk about. Uh, give us some criticism about the show. We want to hear more from you guys. Uh, and, um, yeah, I, I guess that's basically it. So thank you guys for hanging out with us. We do appreciate you. I'll be back next week. Until then, we're out. Up in the sky. Look, it's a plane. It's a plane. It's Jeffrey's Comics. Jeffrey's Comics is Krypton's number one source for silver gold vintage comics, new comics, and trade paperbacks. We love mail orders. Mention Fantastic Forum and all trade paperbacks are buy three and get the fourth one free. Call us at 310-538-3198 or check out our silver gold vintage collection at comicsonebay.com.